first I heard about Wikifia on another podcast and I was like, what? They got famous people's feet on there? They even had like internet influencers feet on there. So I was thinking like they have to have more gun people's feet on there. I the think, gun community I think this is a good needs a space on Wikifia. Yeah, this is, and this is how we become sure, mainstream. Yeah, I'm this sure Demolition Ranch. <laughs> I'm sure Brandon Herrera's got a feet pick or two somewhere. I mean, get th- these guys go on vacation. They go to the beach, right? Everyone clears their throat. I know. <clears> throat> <clears> throat> okay. Oh, we're, it's for real now. But no, I, I would rather. I would rather definitely uh, just see him get out there and shoot in front of all of his viewers than have him be like absolutely perfect with like safety equipment. Um. Well, that's like the the issue that people, you know, we talk about gatekeeping all that stuff. Like people will see a new shooter, somebody who's literally never picked up a gun before, and instead of being like, "Hey, good on you for getting out there," they'll yeah. be like, "Where the fuck is you? What kind of jeans are those? Like, yeah. are those skinny <laughs> jeans?" And meanwhile, this poor person's like trying to learn shirt. how to aim and sight alignment, sight picture, and they're just yeah. like, "What the fuck's wrong with my jeans? Fuck these guys! Yeah, like, I'm never talking to them again." And then they never go to the range again because they're scared of fuds. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I brought a lot of people to the the range that are really uncomfortable right when they get there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like make or break in the beginning, right? It's like you could either welcome them and make them comfortable and they'll have a good time or something can happen right off the bat and they're like, no, I'm finished. You got to have – you exactly. I mean and that's that's what – you know, we always try to harp on making a welcoming environment for people because if you see – if you bring someone to the range and they don't feel comfortable, they're not going to – they're going to associate that with an uncomfortable feeling. They're not going to want to go to the range again. Yeah. So that's why making sure that people have like a nice, cohesive learning environment to, to learn in and and be comfortable, like be relaxed and stuff. You don't want to be stressed. I'm not stressed out when I go to the range, but I guarantee some people are. That's not fun. I'm never stressed out. I'm not stressed <laughs> out. Stressed. Sometimes I get bothered. Time. Sometimes people will watch you. They're like, "What's she doing?" They'll come over and watch you. Yeah. Oh. Then you're yeah, like, then you're like, sure. okay, why is this dude watching me shoot right now? Or my friends. Well, that's gotta be like a whole you. like. It's like you have to calculate. Like, okay, does this guy like recognize me from Instagram? Is he just no. like eyeballing me? Does he like my? No gun? one recognizes me from Instagram. Yeah. I'm not that popular. You don't think <laughs> no. so? Oh no. No. I don't. I don't count people's viewers before they come on. I like to. Uh, a lot you know, of it's older dudes. Or older dudes too. Sorry, Younger followers. guys aren't aren't so bold anymore. But yeah, it's usually older dudes. Y'all, I'll be like, I'll get a terrible oh grouping, do a terrible terrible job, like you know, practice shooting because I'm not doing it enough, and um, I'll get it back and I'll be leaving, and some old dude will be like, "That was some good shooting out there." Like, and oh, I'm like, really? Yeah, no, it was actually bad, but thanks. And then they'll start falling. Yeah, appreciate like, it. You like go up to start like uh, a lot of the ranges sell guns, so you'll go start. You like, oh, let me go check out the gun cases before I leave. Go see what they got. Then some guy comes up behind you, some old guy. He's like, "That was some good shooting in there." Somehow the accent makes it worse. It's all, <laughs> yeah, I'm better, in North Carolina, so it's always it's always there's like, some good shooting in there. That's always that voice. Sometimes you don't know. Sometimes you don't know what they're saying. I was saying this the other day. I said I get those people, those really southern people, who are like, "You have to speak English if you're in America," but then they don't speak fucking English. 
They speak yeah, some. Like, they speak some weird, like some weird, some weird dialect. Speak yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't understand him half the time. I'm like, I need a translator. I need a deep South translator. Oh my god. Yeah, are you from North Carolina? No, so I was born in New York, but my parents were in the military, so they didn't they didn't stay there that wow. long. So, but they they yeah. weren't in there very long afterwards, so they settled in North Carolina. My dad worked there out of the military, so we've been here right, pretty right, much right. my whole life. Okay. Which is why cool. I have like and you've, a, been, and you've been shooting. Oh, oh, uh, oh what sorry. were you going to say? Interrupter. I I was just asking. You've been shooting for for like a long time, like since you've been in North Carolina, or or since like like for how long? Um, well, like on and off. So when I was a kid, my dad he was he was in the military. He's ex uh, Air Force Secret Service EOD, but um, he was a firearms instructor. Yeah. Wow. He was a firearms instructor for a little bit, too, so he was definitely into guns. We shot guns growing up. Um, I had, like, I, I didn't know the, what the guns were when I was a kid, so I had, like, my own little rifle, like, little kid's rifle that I shot. Um, my dad would take me out hunting. I didn't really shoot too much when I was a kid, but I'd go with him a lot. So I was around guns a lot. Um, in my, like, teenage years, me and my dad's relationship was, like, pfft, broken not so oh, not no. so good so i kind of so, so it's kind of like uh, so i feel like when you don't get along with a certain parent or if you associate a certain parent with like bad things you kind of don't want to do the things that they did so yeah. like i was kind of like oh, yeah. well, so i never disliked them it was like i don't like guns i just didn't have much interest in them after i didn't have much of a relationship with him um and then when I got like 21, I was like, oh, I should get my concealed carry. So, you know, I was living with my boyfriend at the time. So sometimes you're alone. You're a girl. You're alone at the house. I lived in like townhouses, you know, in the parking lot at work and stuff like yeah. that. So, yeah, I got my concealed carry for that for a few years. And again, I still wasn't super interested. I did I did the thing a lot of women do where I got like a snub nose revolver, 38 special snub oh, yeah. nose revolver. I did test shoot a bunch of guns like at a range before I picked one. I didn't just go in and pick a gun and then go that's my gun. Somebody was like, "Here's a gun for a lady." Yeah, yeah. That I think that's really that's <laughs> It's really nice bad shooting. if you haven't shot yeah, good, any. Good shooting with that lady gun. With that li yeah, it's not pink, luckily. Thank God. It's not a pink gun. I didn't go that route, luckily. Nothing against pink <laughs> guns, personally. But, um, yeah, it's especially bad when you recommend something like that to a girl who hasn't shot it yet. Yeah. Like, I would recommend oh, if your wife or girlfriend hasn't shot anything, they just need to go shoot a bunch of guns. Like, just rent. Just pay the rental fees to rent and try different guns. Unless you yeah. have a buddy that has a bunch of different guns to try. Um, try right, a few right. different calibers. I mean, I've seen... And don't, a... and don't be weird about what they settle on. You know, because, like, uh, you know, every if you're asking high-speed gun dudes online what your first gun should be, it's a Glock 19 yeah. or whatever, you know? So, like, and that's good advice, but when you're taking somebody out and they're trying a bunch of guns and they're like, I like this one, don't don't get weird people, audience, everybody that might be listening to this, don't, don't like, shame someone for picking something kind of avant-garde. That's just my little, my little tip. It's a $5 word. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I mean, I did switch to a Glock <laughs> later on. Like, a few years later, I got the, the 43X. Yeah. Um, but I like starting with the revolver. Oh, nice I still like having it for certain occasions. Um, but I did... A gun is a gun yeah, at the end of the day. Yeah, it's something to protect you. But you know, it's, it's... But especially a revolver, though. I mean, she's, she should have shot, shot... Shoot it before she buys it. 
Um, cause you yeah. don't want that thing kicking back at her if she don't know how to shoot that thing for the first time. Uh, yeah. But I took a girl at my job yeah. shooting the other day. She's only shot like once in her life. She said her mother had a care carabine she didn't know what kind she that's all she knew for the word for it she was like i don't remember something like that and i was like oh okay so i took her out where we test fire our firearms um i work for a firearms manufacturer just so you know yeah named uh yeah I I call weapons. <laughs> we were gonna get to that in an yeah. introduction but we're terrible at introducing yeah, people so. <laughs> yeah you got for those who don't know angela works for icon yeah, weapons it, it's angelica regrets Angela. What did I call you? Oh my god! I have Angelica on the screen. I can't believe I said it. That's a big no no. How do I leave? I have literally. How do I leave this chat? How do I get out of here? Uh oh. Like I said, we're terrible at introductions. Um, I've literally been looking at your Instagram name like multiple times a day for the last week in preparation for this. I have to. I've been looking at my I've been looking at my Instagram name too to remember. I was like, how do you spell it? People were always like, how do you spell that? And I was like, oh fuck, I can't spell menagerie. Like that's my own fucking Instagram name and I can't (laughs) spell it out loud. (laughs) It's a tough one. Yes, Andrew. It's because uh I something happened uh on on uh Calendly, uh what what you used to sign up on, it says Angela on there. Oh. Couldn't tell you why. Um just uh, something autocorrected or something. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. If I had a dollar I, uh, for every time I got called Angela, holy shit, I wouldn't be here right now. I have one more. <laughs> here on this uh, <laughs> fucking <laughs> tiny podcast. Andrew's a great co-host. He's like a uh, he's like a good spouse who who makes makes their uh, their partner feel good when they mess up. <laughs> yeah. It's like no, don't worry. It was autocorrect. Yeah. Oh, it's not your fault. It's not your fault at all. so um yeah so you uh you are angelica's menagerie on instagram uh you work for icon weapons and what do you do for that i'm their compliance and purchasing manager so uh that sounds fun yeah basically two jobs because compliance and purchasing are are not related but it's a small company so you know we wear different hats there i have to do different stuff whatever you have to do so so what is so what does compliance mean? Um, um compliance. So that would be like ATF regulations and stuff, making sure we don't get fined and go to jail. I keep track of um all the firearms being manufactured in the nice, company. Nice. Any um any gunsmithing work that we do that comes in for people, I keep track Make, of those. Making sure guns don't get lost. Yeah, making sure nothing gets anywhere. lost, definitely. Very cool. Making sure everything's going to the right place. All the, the, you know, keeping track of all the FFLs. I get to meet a lot. I get to talk to all the people, all the gun shops, the owners a lot, which is fun. Nice, nice. But yeah, and then purchasing's just you know buying all the shit everybody needs, yeah. which is fun like too. Office stuff, especially because like everything. <laughs> so yeah, pretty much everything stuff I don't even fucking know about. Like the C, we have a CNC department where they actually manufacture like receivers and barrels and muzzle brakes and oh, stuff. Nice. They just give you a um, list, and then or... hopefully. Yeah, we'll be doing suppressors and things like that. Yeah, they want parts for the CNC machines, and I don't know what the hell I'm looking at. It's like numbers and letters and stuff, and I'm like, I don't know what any of this is. So you just hope whoever wrote it wrote the right numbers and letters. And yeah, <laughs> don't, I hope you don't got blame me right for your ordering. I don't know. Yeah, they, they, well, yeah, they'll like, they'll like, well, I don't know. So they'll like, they'll like, come here, see what's written on this. Just tell them that whatever's written on oh, the tool or something. They're like, just, just tell them that. Like, I was like, okay, with the finger and everything, is. come here. 
Like, come, come, come on here, over come here. On. Well, yeah, a lot of the guys, a lot part. of the guys there are uh, Hispanic, so they speak mostly Spanish. Oh, okay. So, uh, on the CNC I department, because they're kind of their own little side. I was transposing your condescending range fud accent onto the onto the employees the cnc place. people so that was a bad probably assumption. is they're probably like stupid gringa come here yeah, come here, <laughs> right. stupid gringa. yeah. <laughs> um so you you you've been there for how long you've been there for what, not like... super long uh since october of last year nice did you yes is there um was there any like is there anything you were surprised by going into there i mean because you essentially went from not just just being around guns as a hobby to now it's a job is there oh, anything yeah, it, was, it was kind of a weird progress to, to getting the job so like i said before with my dad and stuff i wasn't really into firearms um i just had my concealed carry and like my one pistol uh when i got a little bit older i um had a boyfriend for a little bit that was really into guns he was into like surplus and military type stuff and ak's and things mm. and just watching stuff with him and then i was already i was like not opposed to guns i like guns but i never my boyfriend before that was very liberal and wasn't into it he had some issues too that probably wouldn't be good for him to be around firearms unfortunately <laughs> yeah, so sometimes yeah. you have to know yourself sometimes that happens yeah and we were together for a long time so you know it wasn't it wasn't something to really think about i guess because it wasn't really part of our life sure, much really. um but when i started dating this other person this other guy um he was really into them and so i kind of was like getting more weaned back into it and i i like them and i like military history uh world history and stuff like that so that aspect because he was into that aspect kind of brought me into it and um fucking youtube uh brandon herrera's like meme fucking review YouTube. and stuff like that yeah fucking youtube got me into it because i go <laughs> over there and he'd be watching like he just watched gun videos all the time like whether oh, yeah. it was stuff like meme review that was pointless or whether it was like actual review videos or building videos and stuff he was always watching stuff so i would just start watching it with him and i got into it and then I found myself watching it at home. Like, I was like, I'm interested in watching this at home or, like, watching the stuff he's probably already passed that I missed, especially, like, Forgotten Weapons. I love Forgotten oh, Weapons. Oh, man, yes. Man. Yeah, so I had, to, I had to go back and rewatch all those because he was already, like, up to date on watching them. So I had to yeah, go back and watch a, that. That's a big back catalog, too. Yeah. Yeah, and I liked Brandon Herrera's um, older videos where they were, like, more, like, history-based kind of stuff because I know he's kind of got... Yeah, he was more of like a history buff. Like I'm sure he still is, but that's not what his audience is geared toward now yeah, with his yeah. his channel. But like his older videos are really cool. So I got more into that, and I had told. And then later on in life, I like I've only been doing this hobby again for about two years now. Um, and yeah, getting back like into guns. guns and stuff like that, just in general, all of it. Uh, my buddy, I was telling him, and I was like, oh, you know, I really want to get more involved in the guns. I would posted some videos of me shooting on Instagram, and people liked them, like just my friends and stuff. Nobody, not a lot of people. Um, and I thought it was cool. So I was like, huh, like, how can I progress this further? And he was like, well, you know what you could do? He's like, you could build a gun. And I was like, I could? I could build a gun? And he's like, yeah, that's, he's like, yeah, you can do that's that. A thing? He was like, he was like, you can either do two things. He's like, you could buy AR pieces and like pop an AR together, pop the pieces together like Legos. He's like, or you can be a badass. And he's like, and you can build an AK. Yep. Yep. <laughs> he's like, which is going to require, you know, a hydraulic press and like a drill press, you know, all that, all that crap involved. 
And I was like, well, I obviously want to do the cooler thing. So, so I, t- so I decided then I was like, oh, I'm going to build an AK, especially because I watched Brandon Herrera and he's like the AK guy. So I was already like AKs already. So I did a bunch of research on AKs, building those, watched Brandon has videos on building AKs. So I did that, um, found like a parts kit online, got a, um, 80%. Oh no, I got a, I got a hundred percent receiver. I should have got an 80 percent receiver in hindsight, yeah. but getting, getting into it, you know, I didn't even really know yeah, about it's probably 80%. intimidating. Yeah. I didn't even really, I didn't even really know about them. That's how newbie ago? I was. I, yeah, this was two years. This all, um, over a year ago, but yeah. like maybe like a year and a half, like a year and a half okay. ago. But, um, yeah. It was before so, yeah. the uh, so, medium blitz about ghost guns. Yeah, which which is funny because I, I bought a 3D printer last month. Hey. Um, you Sick. know, for specific reasons. Yeah. As you to can make, guess. Only specific for reasons. Coasters for your mugs and yeah, yeah, things like that's that. That's it. Wind chimes. <laughs> okay, so you, so you <laughs> built wind PLA. What is it? The, what is that the, yeah, the, the material? Wait, plastic PLA? wind chimes? Wait, PLA is the. Is PLA, China's yeah, army. that's the People's that's Liberation the, Army. That's. <laughs> Uh, Hopefully you're not making coasters out of that. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, <laughs> so you, sure. You built an AK, and do you feel like that was what led you to a company that builds – Icon mostly does like Galils, right? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. So with that, so I built the AK, and then I posted about it on Instagram, and that got me like a, a, a – like I probably have three or 400 followers of just people I had known over the years. My Instagram was actually a originally a taxidermy focused instagram wow um because it came over from tumblr on tumblr i uh, oh my ran god a, i ran a taxidermy instagram because i used to dabble in like amateur taxidermy um and i would post other people's taxidermy i feel like and, that like, is something that we these. need to talk about yeah <laughs> yeah yeah we're gonna, gonna trail off a lot on this podcast because oh, yeah. oh, yeah. yeah. everything's connected everything's connected how so, do yeah, you get into before I got, yeah oh so i've just always like oh Jordan, <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry. I'm I'm just I, that took caught me so off guard because the the you first thing leave. I thought of was like, have you ever? Yeah, I gotta go. Have you ever seen that picture of the like the shitty raccoon that somebody stuffed and it looks all like surprised and? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's the first thing what, I thought what of. You said amateur taxidermy. That's what you thought. Of. <laughs> that's the first. I thing mean, I my first, of. my first. My first raccoon literally about looked like that, so I can't, I can't. Oh, and my first rat—it's oh, easy to stuff a rat. Oh my gosh! But they get like, you like have the bug eyes. It's so hard through the eyes, oh so it's like God. bug eyes. <laughs> but this yeah, is so me away right now. yeah, I oh, which is even funnier. So before that, so I was a vegan slash vegetarian for about seven years, from like middle school all the way to the end of high school. But I really liked um, stuffing animals. You, utilizing animals that had already died i'm like well this uh, animal's yeah, yeah. already dead me being a lover of animals and not creeped out by dead animals even though i don't eat them at the time i was like i want to keep them their spirit alive that's so kind of cool pick that's up, a neat transition yeah i like that yeah. so like i'd pick up roadkill and stuff it my friends would give me things and have me stuff it um i would just collect things i still have a lot of stuff i have like um animals in alcohol in jars yeah okay that i've probably had over 10 years like just forever because i'm not into it i actually like i like them but i don't collect that stuff anymore i just have what i've always had um i've got like some some stuff up here so well i saw the picture you posted in front of that stuff stuff up here 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff like w- that. Were those yours? Those antlers? Like, did you make those? No, those are actually just vintage, like, antique stuff that I've, that I rebought, oh, those okay. two guys. Yeah. I hope my skull's on somebody's wall one day and somebody calls it an antique. Jesus. Yeah, so, so I ran this Tumblr. <laughs> like, a, like a war trophy. Yeah, I ran this Tumblr page and I actually posted, like, other people's stuff for sale on there. And I will, I will kid you not that they sold human skulls online. Like, I probably, they probably still do. Like they probably guy. still do. You can <laughs> buy human skulls dead. online. They come from China. China's like got so many people. They're just selling their skulls Jesus to us Christ. in America oh to put a, to to put on, put on our nightstand. How do you so skulls okay, from I, China? Jesus, I don't know Christ. if you can. They can call you them. Legally... They call them like medical specimens oh, or something like that. But yeah, you can buy them. They're they're, they're 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 over a grand. Um, back when I used to post them on Tumblr for sale, I think they were like. You know, two or three grand. Listen, but literally, like people could buy them. Yeah, and it was all kinds of weird stuff on there. Um, But I transitioned that onto Instagram, and the Tumblr crowd from that group never moved over to Instagram. Uh, That Um, sucks. Yeah, so then it ended up just becoming like my personal one with my friends. After that, like like a regular Facebook or Instagram, anybody would have. Uh, And then I kind of transitioned more into the gun stuff in the last two years. But yeah, it was originally for taxidermy and oddities. It was called Shop Oddities originally because that's oddities. what the Tumblr was called. Yeah, oh, it was a popular cool. Tumblr. It wasn't like super huge. I think it had like five or six thousand followers on it, but not that many transitioned over to Instagram. And then I think the last bit fell off uh, when I started posting the gun stuff because I guess it's probably a different crowd. <laughs> yeah, Tumblr seems like a very different space uh, than, yeah. than the Gunstagram. Uh, space. Luckily, the people who like oddities and taxidermies are kind of weirdos anyway, so they're not they're not so run of the mill. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a soft push. It's not a uh, it's not a hard sell into guns. Yeah. Um. Did you? So you've you've been you're fairly new. Like I mean, you you've you've been shooting for years, but but you said you kind of just got into it again. Um. Yeah. There was a gap. Did you have any? Uh, like like as a woman coming into the gun industry again and and like physically coming into the gun industry you work for a company now um did you have any apprehension or anything that you or, or anything that you expected that you'd run into that you did or didn't um there's cuz i think for i think for a lot of new women shooters they kind of see the NRA culture they see gun culture and and they expect to be kind of hit in the face with one thing. And I know there's a lot of positive experiences out there that weren't there 10 years ago. And, and, and um, there's, there's tons of good resources for women to get into now that there weren't, but mm-hmm. sorry, this is a long winded question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> did you, did what you, what was the question again? What? Oh my, yeah. Let me start over. Did you, uh, how was your experience coming back into the gun community? As a as a woman shooter, um, well, there was a transition period from where I was with my boyfriend that I told you that like shooting. Me and him yep. would go shooting together, right. and that was comfortable because I'm with him. So like, you know, I have someone around who's comfortable doing it, comfortable teaching me. I'm not gonna worry about someone coming to question me or creep on me either way. Whether it's to help me actually help me or whether it's to be weird or 
you know, a range officer would tell me I'm doing something wrong. I don't have to worry about it because I've got my experienced person with me. Yeah. So when that stopped happening, you know, when we weren't together anymore, that's more when I was like, okay, I have to take this hobby on on my own if I'm serious about it. Like, you know, I have to do it by myself. So that's when I had to start going by myself. And it was a little nerve wracking to think about going by myself. I was worried like people were going to watch me and question what I'm doing there or be yeah. like, what is she? Does she know what she's doing? <laughs> she's a real shooter. Um, well, well, I mean, not even that. Just like, I mean, even I see it. You see the videos on Instagram and stuff like that of of people at the at the ranges making terrible shooting mistakes oh, and yeah. not following basic yeah. gun yeah. safety. So I I totally get that. Um, so I think sometimes that's the automatic thing you think when you see a girl shooting by herself. Um, especially someone who's still kind of new, so I would know basic gun safety, but maybe my stance isn't the best. Maybe my grip's not the best. So they're kind of like, oh, you know, she's not, she doesn't really know what she, she kind of knows what she's doing, but not really. Yeah, so, right. and I was, and I'm someone who's always thinks everybody's judging it. So even yeah, whether they yeah. are or not, I'm like, oh, people are watching right now. There's three people in this range with me and they are like looking, looking over at me at what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> they're like making sure. So, but after that, I would say maybe after you just have to make a commitment, like with anything, like with going to the gym or something. After doing it consistently for a couple weeks um, to months, it felt way more comfortable. And when you get more comfortable shooting too, you feel more confident there. And then you're like, well, yeah. If a guy comes up to me, I'm really like, listen, buddy, look at that grouping down there. Like, I know what I'm doing. I was like, <laughs> show me your mag changes right now. Like, <laughs> yeah. Why don't, why don't you prove yeah, your worth for to sure. me? Buddy. yeah yeah like i show me that i need your help your training help but yeah you get more comfortable the more you go so it's just about going um and obviously it's easier to go the first few times with other people or with somebody else specifically just so you get more comfortable i'm comfortable taking my girlfriend several times in a row and then trying i try to convince them i'm like oh well when you get good like i have a few friends who've shot who shoot with me a decent amount and I'm like, you should go by yourself. You yeah. should go try shooting by yourself. Because um, guess what? When you're a, someday, when you have to defend yourself, you might be by yourself. Yeah. yeah. How, how do you yeah. how do you build someone's confidence to to venture off and like start doing that by themselves? Uh, a new like a new shooter, especially girls. I think a lot of girls get intimidated, so it's about letting them shoot a lot of different things. I yeah. would say mileage helps. Yeah. Let them shoot a lot of something and let them shoot a lot of different stuff um different different yeah the more mileage they can get shooting the better i would say focus on safety and not so much technique at first yeah that makes sense um i think you kind of overwhelm people when you give them a lot or you're like oh your thumb's not in the right spot yeah. you're not standing correctly stuff like that there's basic things you want to do like i was teaching the girl the other day about not putting her thumb behind the slide because obviously you know you're yeah, like that's hit a bad your experience thumb. you're gonna have a bad yeah. time so that's something I'm gonna be like, well, make sure you don't do that. But as far as like correcting her stance, if it's like okay, and and her way of um like lining up the sight and stuff, getting her cheek weld and stuff, I'm not gonna focus too much on that because it's literally her first time. Like I don't expect her to be a precision shooter or to get awesome groupings. Right. It's more about giving her that experience and getting that mileage in her system, getting her over that intimidation of a firearm which is a lot what a lot of them say they're like oh that was a lot more intimidating watching than it was doing like they'll do yeah. it and they're like oh wow that was actually not that bad that was fun um even with like 
a lot of my friends, I'll start them out low at like 22s and then we'll usually move up to nine millimeter. Um, and then if they're comfortable, we can move up to like rifle, like seven, six, two. Unfortunately, I don't have anything in like five, five, six or two, two, three. So I wish I did. Cause that would be a good transition oh, too. you're like an AK person. Um, yeah. 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 I like the AKs <laughs> yeah. and I can't, I, unfortunately I can't afford one of our Galils at the moment. You know, oh, I don't no. have the, fi- the fi- yeah, to and finances you, I, well, to get one of the Galils hey, at work. You're the compliance person, you know, yeah. if, if one were to just, can you just disappear? make one disappear? Yeah. Yeah, no. yeah. For legal for reasons, sure. that's yeah, a joke. Go- for, for legal <laughs> yeah. reasons, this is not happening. <laughs> yeah. Of course not. This is not happening, no. That would never. Go back to sleep, ATF. I don't want to put you in a position like that. But- no, yeah, no, 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 no. But- yeah, we've been, at, we've been at North Carolina for a little over a year. They haven't visited us yet. Oh, so. gosh. Oh, yeah, they're right down <laughs> so- the street, huh? Yeah, they yeah. The thing is, is I was I was telling the sales girl, I was like, well, they haven't visited us yet since we've been here, so we're kind of due for yeah. <laughs> for any for any moment. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised. I think yeah. But, Put away the Waco I mean, posters. But hey, you know, I am a class A compliance manager, ATF. If you're listening, so absolutely, you know, come on, you can come on in, come on in anytime. I'm ready. That's like inviting <laughs> a vampire into your house. I'm ready for you anytime. Yeah. I got I got everything Except you need. Vampires usually leave dogs alone. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> poor puppies. Okay, so so you know what? I I you got back into it because um you know you had a you had a boyfriend who shot and then you started to enjoy it yourself. Is there is there anything particular about like gun culture that that really like drew you in? Well, like like once you once you started getting back into it. That, that made you want um, to, to continue doing that on your own? As far as, like, I would say for the culture and stuff, as far as, I don't know, say advertising it, but putting it online and stuff, I would say so because I would post some video. Like I said, I posted a few videos at the beginning of me shooting um, just to my normal audience, my normal friends and people that I know. Right. And I got good feedback. And so then I started, you know, I was like, oh, well, what if I use hashtag take care <laughs> hashtag girls with guns or something yeah, right, so i right. did that like one time and you know Cue i got dopamine. like yeah and then you know like yeah i got the feedback i got a bunch of followers this like girl ak page reposted a video of me shooting oh, so rad. and so yes and this was like right at the beginning so i was like oh cool like there's people on the internet that actually like this yeah. before this um i've always been very like center i would say anarchy anarchist type person um but a lot of my friends i would say are more left liberal minded which is fine i've got a mixture of both especially now a very good mixture of both. but i would say earlier in the beginning a lot of my friends would have would be more liberal and i considered instagram more liberal which they are so to get like a lot of positive feedback and people being like oh this is cool and stuff like that i was like oh there's actually people a community online that like this yeah it's very encouraging you know that aren't yeah, that aren't like reporting my pictures. Oh, right. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, oh, yeah. um, take that, Zuck. Yeah, so that was kind of like I was like, oh, that this is cool. So that kind of s- sparked it. I was I liked shooting outside of Instagram when I got more into it, um, with my boyfriend at the time. Then afterwards, because I kind of am an anxious person, like a paranoid person. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have self-esteem issues like a lot of people, so I'm always thinking about like what other people think of me and stuff. So I kind of like confidence is up and down kind of thing. Yeah. And the, so the shooting, shooting range can be a real tough environment for somebody like that. 
Yeah. So shooting really helped me come out of my shell with that and getting more comfortable with firearms and going and doing something like that by myself made me a lot more confident. Yeah. Um, which is one of the reasons I'd recommend it to people who aren't like planning to post it online. Like maybe they're just going to keep it to themselves. Maybe they don't want other people. Maybe they don't want to advertise that they shoot. Yeah. Um, I think that's a good reason to do it alone. If you if you have these self-confidence issues, um, if you feel uncomfortable or, you know, anxious you feel unsafe sometimes a lot of women like that um women coming from domestic abuse issues those things help like apart from being able to defend yourself i think mentally and physically it it helps with stuff like that so it made me feel like a lot more confident of a person learning to to get into it by myself yeah well that's like shooting is something that's very instantly gratifying yeah you can see on paper how well you're doing and you can see on paper what you're doing wrong. So I, I think for anyone, you know, building a skill, it's not like violin where you don't notice improvements, uh, you know, yeah. instantly. It's very easy it to takes track like your years. Exactly. I mean, you could you could make a mistake shooting at the range and correcting it and seeing instant results. And that's got to be huge for somebody uh, building up their self-esteem. I mean, it's great. I think about how we all feel. You know, if you if you got good groups, you're like, yeah, all right, cool. I'm pretty much John Wick. Yeah, like no big deal. <laughs> pretty sweet. That's a, it's great. It's great for confidence, and and uh, I think that's that's really cool. That um, yeah, that's rad. That it that's helped really you in that sense. Yeah, and um, yeah, and then and it's good too with new shooters like girls. Like I said, they'll shoot the twenty twos, and I'll usually have like an optic or something to shoot with, and they'll yeah. they'll get it. They'll get the target. They'll get a bullseye and stuff. And that really excites them. Of course, I'll bring them back to reality. And I'm like, okay, now you're going to shoot nine millimeter. And they're not going to fucking <laughs> get a bullseye most likely. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, they're not going to their first time shooting my yeah. Glock. They'll, show, they lo- they'll love shooting the twenty two handguns. Yeah. And, like the, and, they'll, and they'll love shooting the AKs even. They do not like shooting my Glock. I'll tell you right now. Yeah, they really? shoot the, the, I got a 43X. They don't like shooting the 43X yeah, mostly. I haven't had too many girls that are like, yeah, I like shooting this. They like the mag changes because a lot of time just for fun, if my friends are like, oh, get a little bit more comfortable shooting, I'll have them do like the mag changes while they're shooting and start shooting again and stuff you know um yeah i brain sorry millie's in the no, background of uh <laughs> i told you i forgot where i was going with that no no yeah, it's I'll okay there's do, a dog I'll in the them... frame right now it's, it's hard to <laughs> i'll have them do bag changes and stuff like that that's cool um, if they're a little more advanced and um oh yeah they they like doing that with the glock but yeah nine times out of ten my girlfriends do not like shooting the glock um, so Dude. I don't know if that's a great first recommendation. I don't know. Right. Yeah. That's well, something well, I got to think about. <clears throat> why do you think that is? Do you think it's like a, uh, like a grip size thing or do you think it's just a caliber issue? Maybe it's, it's the, it's the caliber frame. with the size of the small frame, the small yeah. frame handgun. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a larger Glock probably would be easier if we, if we're somewhere where we're renting guns, like maybe a 19 might be a little, a little bit better. Um, they like the 22s because it's such a light caliber. And I've got like a, I've got a Mark One, a Ruger Mark One that shoots yes, twenty two, very cool. And that thing, that thing's right on point. So they'll shoot that thing, and because it's got the longer barrel, it's got the ni- the nice aim and everything. They'll get that right on point, and they're like, "Oh, nice, I like this." And then they'll shoot the Glock, and it's like kicking up at them, <laughs> and then they're they're off the paper. They're like, "That didn't even hit the paper." I'm like, "Yeah." yeah. They're like, "I don't like this anymore." Because I'm always like, <laughs> yeah. I always tell them, I was like, "Hey." I always want, especially their first time, I want them to shoot as much as they want. So I'm like, right. you want to keep going? You want to keep going? Uh, you want to shoot anymore before we leave? They're they're never like, yeah, let's shoot the Glock again. Yeah. 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 
but I like shooting the Glock. Um, I do get I do get those issues because when I first switched um, from being comfortable, which is weird because I feel like a revolver has a lot of kick, a thirty eight special stub nose revolver. I feel like that has a lot of kick, but for some reason, switching from that to my Glock, I had a little bit of issues too. Like I had to What's go a practice a lot. Like uh set of a set it's a whole different like motor motor skill you know the the like a yeah. double action revolver versus a, a semi-auto handgun you know yeah we actually have um some berettas that were like refurbishing and stuff at icon um so i let the my new sales girl shoot one of those those were nine millimeter um was 92s berettas oh yeah um, cool. yeah, I let her shoot one of those. I actually got to shoot it too. Cause I was like, I actually haven't shot this yet. <laughs> nice. It wasn't put together by the gunsmiths yet. Now it is. So I was like, I'm going to shoot it too. I shot when... one just to, sh- to show her. And then she shot it a little bit. And then she was like, I was like, okay, we're done if you want. And she goes, if you want, you can shoot that Beretta again. I can tell that you want to. And I was like, oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> I see it in I your was like, eyes. Love it. She's like, I can tell you want to shoot the Beretta again. You should. I was like, okay. So I was like, yeah, okay, I'll do it. I like shooting the Berettas. Uh, my, I had a boyfriend previously that had like a thirty, uh, thirty-eight or a thirty-two ACP Beretta. I can't remember which one it was, but it shot thirty-two ACP, and Is I love like shooting that thing. It might have been. I'm not a. I don't know anything about Berettas to be honest. Yeah, I, I just don't got the M9. Rem- I don't remember because this was pre me knowing a little. I was still would say to somebody i know absolutely nothing about firearms but this would be even more pre oh, knowing a lot about firearms so i was like i don't even remember what it was because my brain yeah. wasn't even thinking about remembering the model or anything about the yeah. firearm Doesn't it was just like i like that i said yeah. i was like you know that that this colored gun that looks like this i like shooting that one yeah that's a nice one <laughs> yep that's a nice one i like the black gun yeah my, i like the black gun my wife settled on um uh a cz83 which is a, nice. a little bit of a, a little bit of a niche uh, product. Uh, they don't even make it anymore. Um, but it's a it's just like a like a double stack, uh, double action, single action, um, three eighty. Uh, they imported them in uh in the Makarov round, and then I guess rechambered them for the U.S. market. So, oh, yeah. well, that was a good thing. Yeah, I was gonna say that's probably that's, a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> she probably wouldn't have had it otherwise. Yeah. But it's just, you know, it's, it's just, it's really, it's really interesting. You know, there's, there's, there's like conventional wisdom on like, you know, like what's a good gun for a beginner, but there's like a whole world out there of like, you know, especially when you're just getting into it and you don't like really know what your tastes are or like what your needs yeah. are. Right. And so it's whatever you like and whatever you're comfortable with. Right, exactly. That's the best gun for you to buy is whatever you're interested in and whatever you like shooting, whatever you're comfortable shooting, that's yeah. what you should buy. Whatever yeah. you're going to shoot. Even if someone else is like, no, yeah, exactly. no, don't get that. Get this for this reason. It's like, no, yeah. if you've done your research and you've shot and you shot them and you know what you like, like go with what you like. Yeah. Yeah. For don't worry about what the market or your friends think is, is trending for the firearms. Yeah. Speaking of gun um, culture and all that stuff, you, you went to Kalash Bash last year. Oh. Yeah, remember, but we were trailing off before when we were talking about Icon. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I had built, I had built an AK, um, and then I, I got a whole new community of people, a lot of which were AK specific people, and um, I made friends with this girl named uh, Rachella Bella Rachel. I love her. Oh um, yeah. And her, 
Yeah, and her and her boyfriend or fiance now are actually Clayco. he's one of the people. Yeah, Clay. He's yeah, Clayco. Is it forty seven or seventy? I think so. Forty seven. I think it's forty seven. I remember it's either 74 or 47, obviously, for obvious reasons. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Clay, they, he does the, yeah, you tell him. <laughs> I'm okay. here. It's okay. <laughs> Pay attention to me. Yeah. I'm surprised my dog hasn't barked. I locked him in his crate, and he's just like, fine, okay, I accept. Fine, I'll live here now. But yeah, they um they do collage bash. So I saw advertised and stuff whenever it was coming out, and I was friends with her. Like me and her chat a lot on- online. Um, she's awesome. And so whatever I saw that advertised, I was like, oh, this might be something cool to do. I was in the. This was again after me and my ex that was into guns had had not aren't together anymore. I was trying to do more things by myself. I was like, oh. Not a whole lot of my girlfriends are into guns like I'm into guns as far as being part of the community. Like, they'll go shoot with me. Maybe I can get them to buy a gun for home defense or self-defense. But they're not into it. Like, it's not a hobby for them. They're not going to so fly kinda, across the country to go yeah, shoot guns. Yeah, so I'm, so I'm on my own. And so a lot of my friends are online and stuff. And a lot of my friends were AK people. So they were like, oh, yeah, I am or might be going to Kalash Bash. Obviously, Rachel's going to go because she's her her and them are part of it um so just being a part of that online community i was like well i could go down there by myself and i'll technically have people down there with me because when i told my mom i wanted to go to texas by myself for this trip she was like no you're gonna get murdered like how do i know you're not gonna get murdered (laughs) down there and i was like well i know people once i get there to the destination so it's not like uh, you're not gonna you couldn't hear from me ever again kind of thing um but I actually drove down there from North Carolina. So I drove from North Carolina to Texas for Clash Bash. Um, Did you drive with what, guns? I drove with guns, yeah. Oh, my God. That wasn't <laughs> you to run into any issues there. Well, what I you guess say? you're not really going through any. You're not. I guess you're not going through any bad states like uh, Jersey yeah, or, or New York or anything yeah, like no, that. Yeah, no, North Carolina, South Carolina, fucking Alabama, Georgia. <laughs> They don't care. Yeah. If they if they do, <laughs> like, do uh, have guns, please have guns. If they do, sorry that I, I just admitted committing some type of crime. I guess. <laughs> no, yeah, I just drove down um to Texas with my with my concealed carry that I legally have a license for, and um, um, and then the competition. I brought my Draco. I have a Draco pistol, yep. so I brought oh, that cool. for for the competition gun. Don't know. It was my first competition, so don't know if in hindsight it was the the best choice, but it was fine. I did better what, than I thought that I would. to bring gun or to do it? Oh uh, yeah, to do a Draco pistol. Because uh, well, I'll tell you. Well, tell you when I after the competition when they go over everybody who placed the highest, the highest people that placed. You know what they shot? Five, five, six Galils. Really? <laughs> all of them. Yes, all of them. It's like all, all the top three, all the top three plug? shooters. They're like, yeah. This was my plug. <laughs> this <is> my plug. <laughs> they they were they they weren't even icon. They're just Galils, like Galils in general. They're like, yeah. They go up there and get their trophy or their little placard. I can't remember if it was a placard. I think it's a placard. And they're like, yeah, I shot a five five six Galil. It's my Galil. <laughs> and I'm like, oh gosh, I picked the wrong one. But I'm uh, being an AK person, you know, so it's seven six two. So I mean, I'm not sad about it. I probably should have. I don't know if a longer bear, like a rifle, probably might have been a better idea than a pistol. But dude, at least you—I mean, that's like you went in, you went in uh, full bore and just, uh, you know, run, run what you brung, run, ran what you brung. 
run what you run. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's yeah. um ran what you brought. There, ran what you. Thanks, Andrew. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> that's uh, can't fault you for doing that. I mean, you brought something that you had. It's not like you went out and and had to borrow somebody else's to do that. So, I mean, if anything, it was yeah. a learning experience. And uh, it looks like it was a hell of a time. Like, air. I, I have a couple friends who went last year and were trying to get me to come out this year. I don't think it's going to happen, unfortunately. But um, oh yeah, you're gonna have a new baby. Yeah, yeah, brand new, brand straight out the box. You're gonna be and, busy. Uh, oh, I didn't mean that to be a. <laughs> Never mind. Um, straight what? out the box. I don't understand what Fresh you mean. Baby. <laughs> straight out the box, but I meant like as a Christmas gift, not like a you know... sea monkeys, like sea monkeys. Yeah, exactly. That's how babies are made. Straight out the box, out the pack. Yeah, yeah. Add water and they grow. <laughs> um, there's uh yeah. So I don't know if that's gonna happen, but um. Maybe next year, you know, we're thinking about going to SHOT Show next year and uh, who knows, Clash Bash. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe I'll list, see you but... at SHOT Show next year. We're, I'll probably yeah. be there next year with Icon. Sweet. But, um, oh, neat. Yeah. The thing with, with Clash Bash and Icon that came like first cir- full circle with everything is um, I was working at Petco. I worked at Petco for about eight years. I'd consider it like my first career job where I stayed somewhere for a while and kind of worked up from like a cashier to a manager. Mm-hmm. Um, I was working at Petco for eight years and got back into the gun thing and going to Kalash Bash. I posted, I had taken time off from Petco for work to go to Kalash Bash and drive down to Texas. And obviously driving down to Texas from North Carolina takes like a day or two. Not a straight shot. You know, I took, I stayed at a few hotels on the way down there. Um, So I posted my trip, like how far I was driving on Google without posting my address and stuff on Instagram. I was like, oh, going Mm -hmm. from North Carolina down to Texas. And Kalash Bash actually saw it and because I tagged, tagged them in it, they reposted it. And when they reposted it, my boss um, at Icon saw it in their stories that I lived in North Carolina and I was going from North Carolina to Texas for Kalash Bash. And so he actually started following me on Instagram off of Icon Weapons page. And he commented on one of my video or on one of my like posts. I don't remember if it was a video or picture, but one of my AK posts on Instagram. He commented on it and he was like, oh, check your DMs. I sent you a message. And I went. Oh no! It's like one of those oh, one of those boy. bots, one of those bots scam <laughs> that, people. That Anytime someone's like, "I sent blaze. you a DM, check your DMs," I'm like, "Oh, a scam page, Fantastic. not interested." So I always look anyway because I was I'm not super popular, so I just look anyway at what it is to see if I should delete it or not. So I go look at my like requested messages for people I don't follow. And I look at the message and he's like, "Oh hey, I work for this company. Can I call you?" I'm like, I'm like, oh, that's okay. weird. That's weird. Like, I was at work at Petco working, and he was like, yeah, can I call you when you're not busy? And I'm like, this is strange. But I went and clicked on the page, and I could tell that it was like a real a firearms. Yeah, and I could see that Kalash Bash, they had made a gun for Kalash Bash the year before to give away. At, they always, a lot of the companies give away guns for their raffle that they do there. Um, just so you guys know, the listeners know. If you want to go to Clash Bash, they do like a huge raffle and give away a bunch of guns and cool shit. That's awesome. So if you're in, if you if you are already like thinking about cool going, shit. that's that's yeah, they give away cool shit. They even like give awards. They have like a spirit animal award. So at the end of the the three days, <laughs> uh, people vote on who they think 
was the best spirit animal out of the group. Whatever person was the most welcoming or, you know, was That's the amazing. life of the party. They That's get a so freaking cool. free rifle. For, for just being a cool person? <laughs> yeah. And they do like a, a best costume. Some people come in like costumes. Um, so the person with the best costume usually wins a free firearm. I feel um, like this is the stuff that people don't see when they think of gun owners in the media. They don't, they think of us all as like, closet preppers you know like trying to store as much ammunition as possible and no like we're, ham out radios. we're out Dude, camping for dressing three days in dressing in outfits and... yeah they dress in crazy costumes they even do like a christmas a collage christmas one where they all I dress in that. like santa and christmas outfits yeah i couldn't go to that one last year unfortunately but um yeah i mean we still i feel like all communities like to get together and have a good time so i wouldn't disclude the firearms community from wanting to have no, a good definitely time not. especially especially ak people ak people are a special breed of people we are we come as a special breed so we're extra fun what do you think um what why so, why is that why are, why are ak people more fun um i would describe us like raccoons you know raccoons are more fun trash pandas <laughs> you know the trash pandas garage <laughs> people People who like you mess with you know, my trash, older, you get the clash. They like older motorcycles. <laughs> oh, now you're speaking my language. You see this? <laughs> yeah, I, when I associate people that like, well, I don't know, you got the AK versus AR guys. I feel yeah. like AR guys would be driving like the new bikes, and then the AK guys they like the classic vintage bikes kind of thing. I drive a but, Subaru. What a what a what am I? <laughs> a Subaru. Yeah, yeah, um, a Subaru and Outback. He also has a mini camper, though. <laughs> I so that, I mean, that helps his street bad. cred. Maybe like I don't know. I'm not good at gun personalities. Oh, okay. I was gonna say like a scorpion at first, but I was like, no, I do have a scorpion. a scorpion. Well, so oh. maybe, maybe. A I scorpion. hate you guys living in these states that allow this cool stuff. I live in Connecticut, and it's you get even nothing. if I went to Clash Bass and Clash Bash and bought if you want something, something you'd be I like, couldn't take it home. I'd have to turn it down. Yeah, it's all oh legal, so just so everyone knows, it's legal. So you have to have a legal FFL and pass a background check and everything to acquire yeah. to acquire the thingies, the goods. They oh, give nice. away other stuff too, like gear and stuff. But yeah, Neat. so I was going to Kalash Bash and um, he messaged me on Instagram and I just decided to take the plunge and call this random man. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, call me, call me when you have free time. I'm not going to tell you why. And I was like, nobody's okay. ever gotten kidnapped like this before. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I could, and no offense to him if he hears this, but I, I could tell by his, the way he typed that he was foreign, that he wasn't, you know, um, it wasn't an American person typing to me. Like, so I was like, which wasn't his first language kind of thing. Yeah. So I was just thinking more about like, hopefully this isn't a scam or like a kidnap thing. <laughs> so I get out of work and I call him like in my car. He was like, so. I saw your post on Kalash on Kalash Bash's Instagram and just so you know, I just moved my company up here to North Carolina and I need, you know, new employees to help with different things. What do you do at Petco? And I kind of described to him or he was like, What do you do right now? Like what's your job? And I told him, like, you're not gonna work at Petco. And he's like, What have you done there? And I kinda gave him like a little bit of a background of my experiences at Petco. And he asked me for a little bit about my experiences with firearms. We talked about that. And it was, I guess it was a little phone interview because then he was just like, he's like, well, I really need good people with good personalities. I like that you've worked there for so long. I was like, well, I worked at Petco for eight years. He's like, I like that. I like someone who kind of sticks with and stays. Yeah. The commitment there. Um, 
So he was like, would you be interested in coming and touring my the facility to see if maybe you'd be interested in working here? And I was like, well, what would I do? Because in my head, it was such a big change that my brain was kind of trying to wrap my mind. And it was so fast. It was so weird that yeah. it went from like, call me weird DMs, so don't know what's going on, to yeah. being like, do you want to come work here? And I liked Petco. I left Petco liking Petco. And I was still hiring employees when in my two weeks notice working there. And I was telling like the, the interviewees, I was like, I like working here. I just got offered a more interesting job um, for more money because it was more money involved. So obviously yeah, that, that helped too. Um, but I liked working at Petco. So it wasn't so much that. But there was like a big change throughout my mind. Where I was like, oh, moving into firearms. My um, ex, he always wanted to work in firearms when, you know, wanting to, you know, knowing stuff about building guns and things. He was like, but it doesn't pay well. Um, he was a diesel mechanic. So he went to school for that and worked on tractor trailers. And he made pretty decent money doing that. And he didn't yeah, want to. Yeah, he didn't want to step back, even though he'd come home and complain and be like, I'd rather be doing this. He wouldn't make the plunge to do it because he didn't want to sacrifice that salary. Even though, you know, we're young, there's no kids, you're on your own. Like, if you're going to if you're going to risk it, now would be yeah. the time to do it before you have a lot of different things at stake and different responsibilities. Yeah. If you if you want to do something like that, because then you can work your way up to something. Uh, you know, at the beginning of starting a family, you can start a family after you start working your way up to something. But he, he never took the plunge. And so when I kind of had that option, I was like, do I want to risk leaving a job of eight years to go into a brand new field that I'm very much interested in as a hobby? But I have can I do it? Like I was having a imposter syndrome a lot, uh, just like at Petco. Oh, I always have real. imposter syndrome, even being at Petco for eight years. Anytime I got a promotion, I was like, do I deserve this? Can I do this? Do they yeah. really think I could do this? How did I so when he them? was like, <sighs> yeah. So when he was like, I want you to come work here. I was like, what would I do? And he was like, well, I need a lot of different things right now. We need to hire for different stuff. So honestly, you could go a lot of different ways. There's a lot of different stuff you could do. You could kind of do whatever you want. Uh, if we figure out what's a good niche, what you're good at, uh, whatever you're good at, I want you to do <laughs> whoever's the best at it. Um, and so then I just had to kind of, you know, I thought it over a little bit. He, he was like, I'm going to give you two, two days to think about it and tell me. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> uh, to leave your company of eight years and you're eight-year employee benefits i had like two months of paid time off with petco because i'd been there so long wow um yeah, yeah which was really decision. nice yeah so and you know i liked everybody at work i got along with my bosses i got along with my co-workers so it was it wasn't it wasn't a quick decision well it was a quick decision it was two days but <laughs> it was it was basically like angelica do you you don't take a lot of risks do you want to take a risk right now and so i did i took the risk so far, it's been working out pretty good. I've been there since October of last year, so it's a lot of work. Again, it's a small company. We're having growing pains. We're growing faster than we can keep up with. Yeah. Um, we're working That's good on news. moving. Yeah, we're working on moving to a new, larger location. Um, but it's like we need more space and more people, and we don't have the space and and we don't have the space to fit the people. Yeah. My boss is like, we need to hire more administrative people, and I'm like. Where are they gonna go? <laughs> they're gonna have to go. They're gonna have to stay at home or something. Like they can't come. There's not enough room. Well, that's cool. And you got into the. Uh, you almost kind of got into them at at not the ground level, but sort of close to the bottom. It sounds like with with how much they're growing now, and that's uh, yeah. that's probably a super super cool opportunity to to grow with a company like that that you enjoy working at. 
It is, yeah. Like with any companies, even established companies, I would you face um like issues with with growing a business and yeah. starting a new business and stuff like that. So those those are interesting because at Petco it was all very structured and corporate backed, you know. So yep. and one of the reasons he wanted to hire me from that environment is because he um has a lot of more I don't know how to describe, like um because they're all blue collar jobs but like he's got people who are more hand like the gunsmiths and the cnc manufacturers they're not so much into like a corporate structure and administrative stuff like that so one of the reasons he wanted me there was to kind of have more of that knowledge of developing structure following budgets and following procedures quality control things like that so he wanted to hire someone with that kind of mind to do my job because it's important not to hire someone who's just I guess more tech. I don't know if it's technical, technically yeah. skilled with your hands. Does hand stuff? Sure. Do stuff. Yeah, with your I would. Hands? I'd call that technical. <laughs> you just you want got an engineer's more, uh, got an engineer's experience. brain. Yeah, yeah. And then the other thing was he was just looking for people with good personalities, and he's like, "Oh, I feel like you have a good personality. I feel like you get along with people pretty well," which I've always have. I always made it a point to get along with people because it's just easier. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up it with pays my not dad. To be an asshole. Yeah, I grew up with my dad, who was an asshole, and he people did not get along with him. And I was like, "Oh, this makes life harder when you don't get along with people." Yeah, it turns out. <laughs> Imagine that. It turns out you want to be nice. It's much easier. Just, Weird. Yeah, like don't don't be a don't be a walking mat, but it's it's but easier. Don't be a just, dick. Yeah, but don't be a dick. Yeah, you don't gotta, be a dick. You gotta have boundaries, but be kind and charitable. Also, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you never know what other people are doing when they get home, what they're thinking. Did you guys <laughs> run into any issues with uh sorry, what were you gonna say, Andrew? No, no, don't, don't worry about me. <laughs> I just I was like, <laughs> like hey, that's you, can, the... you can interpret that a number of ways. Yeah. So you don't know what people are doing when they get home. Yeah. People do all kinds of things. Jordan. What? <laughs> Why did that get weird? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> did you guys notice any issues with uh like the supply chain stuff that was going on over the past couple of years oh yeah uh, oh yeah well it's still going on now there's still supply chain issues and that's like the number that's the number one excuse i mean that was even a petco there's just a supply, supply chain, chain issue with product in general for everything i say so, that when i don't get stuff done when, around the house i just say supply chain what do you want <laughs> yeah that's what i feel like the companies tell me anytime they're like supply chain issue or they say the weather that's my least favorite one the weather the weather i'm like what weather what are you talking about are we yeah so like firearms, in the 1600s so like firearms when you ship them from like a manufacturer like us to um uh we don't ship directly to customers unless it's for gunsmith work we would ship to another ffl because we don't want to take the liability of doing the background checks um, so we'd ship it to an FFL and then they'd perform the background check when they, when the customer comes to pick up the firearm. Uh, so you can't just like drop them off at the post office or drop them off anywhere. Um, they have to go to like specific FedEx location. I don't know if UPS does it, but we only do FedEx for ours. Um, so they ship FedEx ground and they have to go straight to the FFL, the rifles and stuff. Uh, so FedEx comes and picks them up and especially during the winter time, I'll schedule guns to go out that customers paid for already and stuff for the next day because you have to schedule it next day or they won't come get them. And I'll be waiting around. It'll be like, they have 9 to 5. They have all day to come pick it up. So I'll be waiting around and it'll be like 4.30 and I'm like, okay, I wonder if they're coming today. 
Like, I know it snowed three days ago, <laughs> but it's in North Carolina. Um, if it snows here, it's not that bad. We haven't had a really bad snowstorm in a decade. So if it snows, maybe it's icy the next day or two, but this was like three days after. And I'm waiting and I've got these guns sitting here and the firearms you can't leave out. So overnight, like they have to be locked up. They can't just be sitting yeah. out somewhere. So when I pack them to get shipped, uh, the packaging they go in and like the, they go in rifle bags and they go in boxes and the boxes don't really fit in the safes that we have currently. So um, our new locations, everything. yeah, our new locations going to have a walk-in vault, which will be nice because then we can just put the packages in there. But currently we're using large gun safes and the way they're set up, we can't store the rifle boxes packed in there. So if I pack the guns and they're scheduled to ship and they don't come pick them up, I have to unpack everything and take the guns out and put them and lock them back up. So I'll be like waiting, sitting around with them and it'll be like five o'clock and I'll call FedEx and they're like, oh. They're, they, they're going to come at before six because of the ice. And I'm like, okay. Thanks I'm gonna for that. Stay at, I'm going to stay at work an hour late and wait here. Everybody's going to go home and just sit here with the guns by myself. Um, and then <laughs> it'll be like 530. And it'll be like 545. And it'll be six o'clock. Yeah, just you and, and a whole bunch of back guns. What are you going to do? I'll call them back again. Yeah, I mean, at least if someone, if you know, we got cameras and stuff. At least somebody's coming up that driveway to like rob or kidnap me up. I'm oh, man, I didn't even loaded. think about that. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to fight. Unless it's like, you know, a group of people I'm fucked, but you know. I'm ready to fight. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got all the equipment ready to go. But yeah, so like six o'clock will come around, then I'll call them again and then they're like, Oh yeah, they couldn't make it out today because of the weather. They'll come tomorrow. <laughs> they That's... have till six they have till six o'clock tomorrow too, because of the weather. <laughs> and I go, What weather? I was like, UPS and the post office came today, but fucking FedEx can't come today. I was like, what are you telling me right now? You guys are slacking. FedEx that pisses sounds, me off. That sounds like an exclusively Southern problem. Like we, I feel like in the Northeast, Being out in the weather boonies. is not. Maybe, maybe. Weather doesn't ever seem, I mean, I've seen our, our at least USPS, like our postal people coming out mm -hmm. in like a foot of snow to, to pick up the mail. Oh, because they're used to it. Yeah. I North guess. Carolina's, North Carolina's not used to bad weather. Me, I think it's just, they just don't. The, any excuse to not come. Because we are out in the boonies. So, Icon, we're out in you, uh, like out in a national forest. Um, so, oh, wow. it's, wow. yeah. So, it's kind of out in the boonies. So, I think they're, they the, the FedEx the drivers are kind of like, we don't want to make the trip. Yeah. Because I, I drive an hour to get to work every day. I don't actually live in the boonies. I live a little bit more towards the city area. Um, I live kind of near Charlotte, North Carolina, if you know where that is. Um, so I drive an hour to get to work and I can drive that hour and I'm a North Carolinian. I'm not super great at driving on ice, so I can make it there. No ice on the roads. Ice, the roads are completely clear. Our driveway is completely clear. And then they're like, oh, they couldn't make it because of the weather. They couldn't come up there. Even though I told you to wait till six o'clock, you know, just unpack That's those lame. guns and go home, girl. <laughs> and then they're like, they'll go, they'll pick him up tomorrow. And I'm like. I'm such an asshole sometimes to to the people on the phone. They give me bad news. I'm like, how do I know you're gonna pick him up tomorrow? How do you know I'm not? You're not gonna tell me it's bad weather tomorrow. No, you gotta too. give him some guff. You know, you can't just let him yeah, get away she, with it. Yeah, well, I remember the last time I did hour. that. 
Yeah. yeah, last time I said that, the lady was like, well, let's just try to think positively, okay? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, because oh. that's going to like, And then I was trying to remind myself that it's not really her fault. Like, there's yeah, not no. much she can... She's just giving me... Inf- she's relaying information to me. She's, she's just the making a note. The- Customer is difficult. She's just the, mes- she's just the messenger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, continue to be rude to this customer. Yeah. They fucking suck. Hello, everyone. This is an ad for our Patreon, so if you don't feel like listening to it, then feel free to fast forward for about a minute. But if not, I would love to talk to you about it. On that super cool website that allows us to funnel this desire to make a podcast into a shameless cash grab, you can get a whole bunch of free stuff. We have multiple tiers available with some sweet perks ranging from stickers to discount codes to shirts and a lot of other things that are exclusive only to our Patreon. Your contributions will help us pay for more spiked coffee beverages and will help Andrew and I to start a shoe company that will overthrow the Wobby Empire and bring wide shoes to all of the land. The link is in our Instagram bio or on patreon.com slash betterway2a. So check it out. Or don't. But it would be cooler if you did. Anyway, back to the show. Enjoy. So so you guys sound like you've you've been dealing with your fair share of stuff that everyone else has really been dealing with. Um, do you... Does it feel like it's getting better at all? I mean, it's the supply chain stuff is super weird because I don't understand it. I don't I don't really even look into it. I just know that the people that I get my stuff from to sell in the store are having issues and they tell me that and I'm like, okay, the same thing as you. I'm like, I, well, I have to believe them. Like that's – what am I going to say that there's there's no issue that I could just do it myself? But um, is it – does it seem like it's getting better at all or is that uh, something that you guys are just kind of – is this like the new normal for – for parts and it's the same it's the same if if maybe not worse recently because i feel like a lot of raw um raw supply like as far as metals and stuff come from russia yeah, yeah. ukraine too uh, and the ukraine. So, the ukraine yeah ukraine. so yeah and ukraine so so raw supplies for materials like that which we obviously use in our cnc machines to manufacture yeah. it's hard to get those like i was trying to order um like large blocks of steel the other day and the me- the amount that I needed the measurement I needed he was st- my I needed them you know within maybe a month or you know a month or a couple weeks like you know as soon as I could get them but I expected it to take like several weeks to a month or a month and a half to get them and he was like oh we're out of that we're not getting another shipment of that until July because of supply wow. chain issues and I'm like you're literally not gonna have like you're a metal company like this it's is metal, how you make your money you're not gonna no metal. have any of it. You're not gonna have any of it till July. Like what? Yeah, that's crazy. It was insane. So it just, and that that kind of seems like across the board with with a lot of other materials and shipping and stuff. It's like supply chain issues or gas prices or you know the stuff in Ukraine, whatever it All is. Fun stuff. It's something. It's something. It's always something goofing it. But you know, you just roll. You roll with all the somethings. Yeah, yeah that's the. Uh... That could be the do, life advice. Do you guys, yeah, <laughs> roll with roll all with the somethings. somethings? Do you guys like buy parts kits, or do you make your own? Do you make like everything? Um, we do. So we manufacture our receivers and barrels, right. um, and then we buy the parts. It depends on what we're building. So for the Galils, we buy the okay. parts kits. Yeah, we acquire the parts kits, and then we build off those with our receivers, yeah. um, our barrels, uh whether or not the customer or the vendor that's purchasing them wants uh we also make our own muzzle brakes or we can right. use the original muzzle brakes or flash hiders that come with the kits um but that would be like for the galils it just depends this year we're hoping to branch out into other stuff we've got some like 308 
Um, Ooh. and six is it six point five Creedmoor or six point seven? I think it's six point five Creedmoor, yeah. right? That's yeah, that feels right. Five I didn't look it up, but that feels right. I haven't, I haven't shot. Yeah, I have not gotten to shoot, shoot that caliber yet, so I, I keep forgetting. But um, yeah. So we're really going into the other stuff. Um, we're hoping to get more into like the um refabricating. Um, the Berettas, we have our gunsmiths go through them, make sure they're functioning correctly, clean them. We refinish them, and we also CNC our own icon like hand grips. Uh, pistol grips for the guns so they get updated much nicer pistol grips um so they're kind of like it just updated guns they want to they want to kind of branch out and do more stuff like that where we buy re- like used guns or new old stock guns that may have not been used but it may be like sitting around somewhere and refurbish them repurpose yeah. them for for new customers cool. yeah it's fun it's fun getting to like um watch the progress of it all unfold yeah. since it is a newer a newer thing because you're kind of i feel like when you go into into the hobby and you buy guns and you watch videos about reviews of them and you see them on the wall it's like one thing that when you watch them be manufactured yeah um even different from building my own like in my buddy's garage like even from building one of my in my buddy's garage on his hydraulic press and his end mill and stuff watching a a manufactured version of it where and again we're small we're like growing so you know even seeing like 10 of the same gun like all lined up like all the same color like we did that looking the same it's yeah it's like it's interesting to watch to watch it grow from that um but yeah (laughs) that's cool that's it's it's got to be uh I mean, as somebody who's only ever been the consumer of, of gun stuff and never, never been behind the scenes and seen that stuff, it's, you know, it's, it's like you get to live the, uh, the how it's made show on Discovery Channel every day. You ever watch yeah, that? Yeah. And I always liked, yeah, I watched that, that show all the time when I was younger. I, I liked that show when I was yeah, younger. You, you get to um, be part of that and, and see the stuff come in. And especially, you know, you get to order raw materials like that. And like you said, it's different than building your own gun in a garage. You know, you you get to see this stuff yeah. stamped out, and that's uh, that's probably that's something that most people don't really get to experience. Yeah, and it's like a constant learning curve, and um, we do like importing and stuff too, which is something I'm not familiar with at all. So, but being a small company, you kind of take on other responsibilities outside your job, or even if you even if you want to, just because you're curious about other aspects of the yeah. company. Um, it's like a learning curve, learning all this new stuff. And, um, I always like that. I like keeping my brain taking on new information. I got into rock climbing, um, about a year ago. So that's kind of the, another thing where I'm like something to occupy my brain to make me feel like I'm doing something different yeah. each day, like growing. I feel like when you just, one of the reasons that I still liked Petco, but kind of was okay with leaving was it felt kind of like I was doing monotonous things every day. My schedule felt the same every day. Um, I kind of knew where I was going to be going career-wise with Petco, and it was going to be about where I was at. Like, I wasn't, I was going to get maybe a little bit further, make maybe a little bit more money enough to secure, like, a house and maybe be able to have a family with another person. But, you know, about that level. So then that was going to be where it was going to be yeah. at, working in retail. So it kind of got monotonous. I kind of knew everything. Uh, I was the the everything person at my job, like the wild card person at my job. If someone was like, "I have a question about frogs," they're like, "Go get Angelica." 
I have a question about dog food. Go get Angelica. I've got a question about betta fish. Go get Angelica. <laughs> so it was like I always got I got called because I was there for eight years and it's a retail petco yeah. job. So they don't pay our, you know, lower level employees the best. And there are a lot of people. It's their first job. So they come yeah. and go. So there's not a lot of younger employees, cashiers and floor people that li- that work there for a long time. So they they have their special skills and that's about it. Whatever they're good at. Um. So now I'm trying to do that at at Icon. <laughs> I'm trying to learn ev- everything, which is hard for me. It's it's like a it's a process. At least you're with a growing company, a and, and that can translate to to bigger and better opportunities in the future. You know, you've got a instead of kind of knowing where you're going to end up with Petco, uh, you're with a company that's growing yeah. constantly, and you know you get in, and we can go so many different ways, yeah. different places. That's but yeah, he he wants to get into like air. He wants possibly wants to get into aerospace and what? stuff like that. That'd be really interesting. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. When you manufacture stuff, um, like the government stuff's quick to hire outside companies to manufacture stuff. Oh, I didn't stuff even for think them. of that. Yeah, for yeah, like components they, and yeah, things like that. To, yeah, even like yeah, spaceship components, things yeah. like that. Wow. Um, cool. I was joking with him. I said, our, I said, our guns are going to be on the SpaceX missions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Space Galeels. They're going to order them to come up there. Our laser our laser rifles are going to be up there on Mars with Elon Musk on the SpaceX awesome. ships. Well, you know, you 20 know, the years. nice thing about shooting a gun in space is that uh, you don't have to... Um, there's Where no air resistance so the, and no, no gravity out there so the you know, bullet doesn't drop. Well, I guess there is gravity well, so I'm you have Mars. to calculate... Uh- I am. I imagine lasers for by the time we're fighting okay. in space. I'm hoping by the time we're having battle in space and we're all shooting each other in space. It's I don't know. Lasers. We have space we're force now. That's a good goal. Each other. That, yeah, that, <laughs> that's yeah, a good for the stars. That's a good uh, dream to have. <laughs> I hope we're. We've waited this long and we still don't have Fucking our flying cars. Lasers, so please. we're supposed to have our flying cars. Yeah, they, they've made big drones, <laughs> but that's about it. They've made, uh, uh, you know, I think they had little. Did they have laser guns on the Jetsons? I can't remember. If I don't they know laser if they had guns, guns on the Jetsons. The Jetsons. If they like, even... people, was there violence yeah, on the I... Jetsons? I feel like the way that this it's hard. It's hard with the Jetsons, and then there's the Looney Tunes that had that little alien with the black Marvin face Martian. that wore the green yes, helmet. Ma- yeah, Marvin. Yeah. yeah, I think he he yeah, might he have had a laser gun because sure. I'm picturing well, a a, I'm picturing an ray gun. So that's what I was gonna say. Is I feel like the way that this timeline is going. Instead of laser guns or something Ray cool, guns. we're going to get some sort of, like, nightmare Ray weapon guns. that, like, boils us from the inside out or something. Yeah. <laughs> why, why are people so preoccupied with the 3D guns? Like, leave us in the 3D guns yeah. alone. You should be more worried about the fact that people are going to have, like, access to vaporizing technology yeah. soon. What about these non-lethal <laughs> microwave weapons that law enforcement and yeah, the military yeah. are They're fucking lethal. That's what I, I want to know. Tell- well, I mean... <laughs> They're just going to... Don't worry about getting shot. They're gonna send electricity through the the air and just zap you. They're just gonna microwave <laughs> yeah. you. Somebody leave us, and you're gonna want to be 3D printing guns too to protect you from the people microwaving. Oh, I'm sure you. the government's 3D printing everything. It's just we can't do it. That's that's the thing that they have a problem with. Yeah. Well, it's just a matter of time before we're it, going full Philip K. Dick here. Out before we get out. Who's that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. That's actually one of my favorite oh, authors. There you go. I love Philip K. Dick. Philip K. Dick and Mark Twain are like my my tops. Those are good choices. So. Those are those are solid choices. I know one of you's not a big reader, and one of you's a bigger <laughs> reader. I forget who. Call Jordan's. Out. I'm guessing Jordan's not Jordan the reader. away. I well, I listened to the yeah. podcast, the all three episodes y'all <laughs> so have. This is yeah, yeah. 
This is I remember you being. I remember one of you being like, "I kind of read. I kind of don't read." That's yeah. He he reads traffic signs, and he enjoys it. I never said I enjoy <laughs> it. It's just something I do because you have to do in order to survive. It's not. I've always said I, I wish I read more. I just don't ever think to sit down. The second I sit down and read, sit with a book, my brain goes elsewhere. I just can't help it. Well, that's ADD, yeah. man. That's ADHD. Yeah. yeah. You need you need like audio book. Yeah. You need audio to follow books, along yeah. with an audio book. That'll yeah. help. Either just straight audio book or if you want to help your ADD a little bit, you do the well, audio book and follow along like a little ass kid. <laughs> yeah. It'll help. So, I swear it'll help. As yeah. someone whose brain is yeah. also over oh, yeah. the place, if you follow along with your no, finger and let it read to you, like it, it helps. It helps with your brain like yeah, focus. I don't know like, whether you, to thank you for the good tip or to be insulted that you called that. me a little ass kid. But either no, way, I appreciate it. She didn't call you a little ass kid. She said you must I'm behave. Us little you must, ass. You must fair, use fair. the processes that little kids uh, use. And this is a process yeah. I have used. So. No, she's not and, wrong. You know, so, little ass kids are smart. Little ass kids dude, are smart. Kids are Come smarter on. Sometimes they're smarter than us. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, sometimes they're smarter than us. Fucking tell me about it. You should see me crying at the gym when I watch the little kids rock climb the the project I've been working on for three weeks, and they're just like first time, and they're like, done. Okay, that's a little different. Sent it. That's not just sent it. Them being smart, they also have less like body weight, and their proportions are different. It's easier for them to climb on things. Yeah, but still, I mean, when you get when you get a little higher up in in the skill level, like. The it requires brain yeah, and yeah, muscle, yeah. and when you're and and I'm kind of short, I'm five four. So when a kid that's half my size can do it, and I'm telling people like, "Oh man, if only I was a few inches taller, I could oh, finish man. that. I could finish yeah. that shit." Like other people are clear, I was like, "It's because you're taller yeah, than me." And okay. then here, this little kid comes in and does it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "I'm gonna." I was like, "Okay, this climb, I'm not strapping in. If it kills me, it kills me. Like fuck it, I'm, I'm done." Out. Going out the way that I... I'm, uh, I'm over yeah. it. I'm going out. I'm done. These little kids can have this gym. <laughs> I'm over it. Was, I'll traumatize them a little bit first. I was watching a documentary um, many years ago. This is a complete tangent. This doesn't do with anything. But, uh, well, other than rock climbing, uh, it's this little girl that grew up in South Africa climbing in trees. And um, I guess uh, because of, of her, you know, like every day she every day she'd go climb trees or whatever. And then she became a rock climber and she was like really good at it just naturally. And some scientist was like, I wonder why this little girl is so good at rock climbing. And they like measured her body proportions. And it turns out she has something called positive ape index, which is really uncommon in humans where her, her arm span is like her arms held out in like a T pose were longer than her body height. Wow. So, because that's yeah, because that's like the I would love yeah. that being a rock climber. I would have loved so, that. But but my point being that all these little kids that are like schooling you and rock climbing, maybe they they've stretched out their little arms into 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 ape style arms. You know, so it's not, <laughs> oh, because they've yeah. been doing it. They've been so doing not, it for a little bit. They've got up. young. They've got young kid. Young kid yeah. bones are stretching exactly. out, hanging on yeah. there. Yeah, I'll I'll pretend that's yeah. the reason to make. Thank you for that, for that thought. So I can. Think that's a true that. story, by the way. I didn't make that up. <laughs> no, yeah. he just made that up to make you feel no better. i didn't oh i didn't you can just google it up probably. To make me feel no yeah even then but yeah it's funny yeah i actually saw a guy he was like i was like dude you're too good you can't climb these easy routes they're too easy for you and he was i was like you gotta climb them one-handed so then he tried to climb one with one hand and he was like 
throwing yeah. his arm up there and he had his other hand down below him and I sort of looked like a gorilla like climbing up but the wall. But he did it? And it made me think like- no, that guy died. Yeah, he did it. Yep, he did it. No, <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, well, yeah, I sent him to his death. He fell and broke his neck he and he's it. never well, been back. Well, we're, stra- we're strapped in. He's strapped oh, in. Good. We're that's strapped good. in. But he climbs up the wall and he looks like a freaking gorilla climbing up there and it just reminded me. I was like, yeah, we come from fucking yeah. monkeys. Yeah. Even if the aliens put us here, it was still when we were kind of like half monkey. Still, we were still a little yeah. monkey. We were, yeah, I liked it. Half monkey, monkey at least. There was a little, there was a little caveman monkey still in there yeah. when they dropped us off. I would off love if to they think did. that. I always. We, no, I was, yeah. I was just saying, I would love to think that we were put here by aliens as monkeys, and then we've evolved, and I don't know. There's, I don't. Where were their petri dishes? Like Jordan, were there yeah, petri dishes? Yeah, oh, absolutely. And somebody's studying us. The Earth is the petri. You ever dish. see that Twilight so Zone I episode? Think- what was what? that, Andrew? What? No, I was I was oh, gonna say. I, was just gonna say, I, I think we're totally alone in the universe. That's that's all. That's all I was gonna say. There's oh, no that's so depressing. Oh, it's just us. That's it's terrible. Sad. Well, yeah, that's perfectly believable because it's so vast. Yeah. They were saying how even if even if other civilizations have existed, they're all extinct right now. We're yeah, the only the one alive filter. right now, and we'll we'll be extinct before the next yep. actual living thing grows yeah, because rate. it's so vast. That's crazy. In time and space, yeah. But who knows, man? I get super. The Earth is flat, right? <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the Earth Jordan, is Jordan triangular. The Illuminati. <laughs> oh yeah, I respect I'm surprised flat they didn't, earthers. I'm, su- <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't pick a triangle because I feel like that's very like some conspiracy Illuminati. No, the Earth is, like, the Earth is actually a triangle. The Earth is it's a pyramid. pyramid. Yeah. That's why the Egyptians built the pyramid. It's actually a square. There's multiple flat Earths. No, you guys, it's a rhomboid a prism. Cube. Come on. A Have you seen that they think the pyramid what? is like a like a something for a vessel to land in or something like oh, that? Like and they think the top of and they think the what? top Stargate? of the pyramid there's a gold top to yeah. the pyramid that's like buried yeah. under the yeah, Sphinx or some no. shit. If you put it up there, the aliens are gonna come. That's their little landing well, beacon. If that's all we're waiting for. I remember reading about that. In in, in yeah. Stargate, when they go to the, the other planet. Through the through the Stargate, um, that's what happens. Is the the bad guy's ship comes down and lands on top of a pyramid, on top of the point. Yeah, that's probably. Yeah, it's like it's so like I the, wonder ship, if the they... ship is like a, a pyramid. It's like if you can imagine, like the ship comes down and envelops the pyramid as though as though it's like a like a like a sheet like a hat. If I'm remembering it right, yeah, like well, no, like it it like goes all the way over the pyramid. Oh, like it's like, like hollowed out on the inside. This one's just like. This one's just like a little gold pyramid that goes on the top, because I guess the top of the pyramid's just flat. No, I don't flat believe right that. I top. think it's you like, could, start like stand Stargate. on it. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if the conspiracy people got it from Stargate, or if Stargate got it from the conspiracy. I could not. Clearly, the other way around. Close ties re- either way. I, yeah. I couldn't research. I couldn't back research where this yeah. came from. I was like on a date with a dude, and he like was like, "Oh." I'm into this weird spiritual thing. You should go look up this documentary. Uh, Did when you he get lead in like that? that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm leaning into Did the camera because this is how he's like leaning over. When he said that, yes, and he was like, "Go home and watch this documentary. Yeah. It'll tell you the truth about everything." And I'm like, "Oh Lord!" And so I, I went home, um, and I did watch it. I thought to myself, I was like, "Should I really watch this fucking?" Because it's one, it's, it's as soon as you bring it up, it's like one of those YouTuber made documentaries yeah. um, that is like 
all listen to all this information i'm going to give you no sources or backing of it and when you go to google it later it's going to seem very big (laughs) but trust me (laughs) so i'm watching it it's yeah it was telling me all this stuff about like jews being their own race of people Uh like a race of aliens and then other people are their own race of aliens and then there's this old group of like native humans that live here and the other humans come Holy to help shit. us learn things <laughs> and like this giant flood that happened and killed wow. everybody noah's ark but like in a more alien it was so weird and they bring that what? up they bring up they're like the pyramids are actually for this this and this and there's a gold pyramid buried under the sphinx and they say it like it's just factual i know it's not but i'm just like oh that's so interesting so then i go to google it to like even maybe see the lore behind it like i'm like py- gold pyramid under the sphinx literally like one article about so it how is, being a conspiracy how is your... like one mention of it in literature yeah. and i'm like how did this get put in this documentary as part of it when it's mentioned in like one piece of literature almost as like a fictional story yeah. on purpose and then someone was like oh this is actually what happened even though you can't even google it like i you can Google Elip- Egyptian lore, like look up what the different gods and stuff mean. I go look up this and it's like not even a thing. Not even a thing for me to be like, oh, that's an interesting bullshit. So how was the second date? It's not. <laughs> <laughs> didn't happen. That sounds like would, a whole lot of- Would you believe uh, it? Happen. Would you believe yeah, it? Yeah, imagine that. Yeah, no. No, I'm a, I'm a follower now of the same cult. Yeah, that's- there. I mean, it's it's in just so you guys know, because the red flag about the Jew thing, it it was it it made them die. They were good. They were oh, the good oh, guys okay, in the but, documentary. But, but aliens. They were help. They were a helpful group in the documentary. They were like they were like they're smarter and have more money and they're better than oh everybody kind of thing. Like they're helping. They're helping the sad uh the sad native uh, earthlings that are having a hard time if, after like, the apocalypse. The, the anti-Zionists. Well, I, uh, I mean, there's a difference between anti-Zionists and anti-Semitics. But like, can you imagine if all the anti-Semitics in the world were actually just like pro? Like they they thought Jews were aliens and that's why like they want to secretly protect them and and it ends up being some kind of weird twisted like marvel anti-hero story from all of this or is oh this yeah just... they're actually they're pro- they're secretly their protectors yeah, no, I, I, uh, <laughs> we were don't worry about it don't worry about it andrew's like no Listen, I, I, i'll pretend I yes grew up Jewish, I understand. So i've had time to 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 think of all these weird fantasies of why people are the way that they are and and i haven't found one that actually makes sense yet but uh that uh yeah it's just it's such a specifically weird yeah, thing it's it's a nice way to like think of people who are assholes by just thinking like maybe you maybe you actually like think that that we're aliens and and uh well that's you that's know, like you've... the whole conspiracy thing right like whenever there's a conspiracy usually what it boils down to is that somebody the 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 real explanation is bleak and terrible and as bizarre as the conspiracy sounds it's usually like an attempt to ascribe some sort of control or order or or uh, good intentions uh, to somebody, right? Yeah. You know, well, it's because like, it, because it's 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 very disheartening to think that like you know maybe the the universe is very chaotic and our leaders are inept as much as they are corrupt, you know. And it's like there's a lot of like really depressing things to think about in reality. So what? Wouldn't it be nice if, like, maybe there's like an alien overlord that's going to come back and like reorganize things? It would be nice. 
You know, that's well, not nice. I don't think it would be nice. Well, but no, like, not nice. In the yeah. mind of a conspiracy, alien overlord who yeah. actually just values freedom but wants to make sure that we don't uh, no. ruin our planet. Just, just that it's it's a more sort of like charitable interpretation of like why things are the way they are than like random shit happen and sometimes people aren't nice. Yeah, yeah, that's like religion in a nutshell. Yeah, you know, people want to. Be- <laughs> sometimes people yeah, are. Yeah, nice. want to believe. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever? Do you guys ever? Um. Do you guys people watch all the time? Oh boy. Do I? Yeah. <laughs> so do you? Ever- yeah, do you ever like go out and you almost people watch and you disassociate and you're like, I feel like I'm an alien participating in human life, watching these 100%. humans do human stuff. And then one of these days, my mothership's gonna come pick me up, and they're either gonna like download my memories or be like, okay, what what did you learn on your your thirty years on Earth? My wife what, and I will what like. What did you learn? Earth number Earth eight point seven. Let's, let's pretend we're downloading your memories. <laughs> like I'm an I'm an alien. Dimension yeah. four. <laughs> what, what would you say to them in that situation? What would you say that you learned about humans? Oof. Yeah. Have you got? Did you guys see that movie? Um, <laughs> Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, no, no, I didn't. I saw the trailer. Oh, you didn't. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's gonna be. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be nominated for movie of the year. You guys should definitely I'm see it. But it's definitely right about now. that. That interdimensional, um, multiple life type thing, but yeah, I was surprised by. Oh, I knew it was gonna be a good movie because I I looked up the the ratings before I went and saw it like a couple days after it came out, and it had like a ninety something on Rotten Tomatoes, oh, yeah. and I was like, Rotten oh, Tomatoes is a pretty terrible metric, though. I will say there have been some objectively fantastic movies that they have rated poorly, and I. So- well, are you saying that because they're cult classic movies, or were they actually like? Like generically good oh, movies. Oh man, there was to anybody I, like classically good or cult I classics because like, cult classics would be yeah, different with rock. No, tomatoes. I agree. I agree. I, I I don't. You know, I'm gonna have to come, get back to you on that because I, <laughs> I remember there Google Google the Google users one's a good one where it's like this percentage yeah, of Google yes. user like this yeah. movie. That one's well, pretty accurate like too. Which Rotten Tomatoes is not. <laughs> it's not like Rotten Tomatoes is scoring the the movie. They're aggregating uh, critic reviews. Uh, so yeah, but I think you can. I think regular people can yeah. put in reviews. So you'll see like okay, you'll so. see like the up at the top. So I don't know why I'm gesturing. Like the overall can. score. Um, you'll yeah you'll see like the the critic score and the um the user score over on this side. So you know, and all right. <laughs> you can compare. You can, like, <laughs> you can compare. Just say well, so, yeah. So we're talking not, about right we don't there, see our audience. Screens. Just so you know, audience, yeah. we're right, talking about right, just right there. here, right there, right <laughs> and right here are the two places that I'm talking about. That's awesome. But Can yeah, you hear where I'm pointing. But yeah, you guys should definitely see that movie because you seem like you'd be into like the interdimensional. I'm a big movies. sci-fi nut. What was that really? Oh, yeah, like what sci-fi. was that really famous one? Um, never heard of it. I know. I hate when I hate when it's like, what's that really popular movie? That's why I always do that to people. I'm like, who's that really famous? Who's that really famous actor? You know, and they're like, yeah, I know. Yeah, Angelica, shut the fuck up. Um, (laughs) uh, Do you Interstellar? Interstellar is one of my favorite movies of all time. So if you like Interstellar, even though this movie's not space related, you'll like this movie. Even this movie, though, this movie's nothing like it. It's nothing like it, but if you just, (laughs) I can just tell if you're the type of person that would like that movie. 
not even so well i guess maybe yeah similar things but not space related but it's just it's good yeah. and then cinematography is really good and i'll tell you now because it's, you won't know this in the movie but the main male actor in the movie is the grown-up of the little kid from the Goonies, the little Asian kid from the Goonies, who's like, the booby trap, the booby trap. And from, uh, what was it, Tomb Raider? It was, or not, no, fuck, no, uh, Indiana Jones, um, what was it, Indiana oh, Jones? No way. Is oh, it Tomb kid. Raider? Or no, no, yeah, it's not. And the, no, it's Indiana Jones. What, no, it's Indiana it? Jones. His it's little, his, the I forget the name of it. Tunnel of, Tunnel of Doom? I don't remember. Uh, short Round. What? Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom. The yeah, short, short, so short that kid, like, grown up is in this movie. Yeah, short Me round. and my, I went and saw it with my mom because she wanted cool. to see the movie too. And she was like, that guy seems so familiar, but I can't put my finger on it. And then she saw an article later and she's like, it's the kid from the Goonies yeah. all grown up. And I'm like, oh my God. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah, and it's star, funny because he's on drugs. Yeah, and he kind of, even though he's way older, he kind of still has, you can still tell he has, like, the same personality almost, which is interesting. To see in hindsight after yeah. I watched the movie, I'm like, oh yeah, that was totally him. But it's a good movie, That's cool. yeah. All the listeners should listen to it, watch it too, because I want it to get movie of the year. You can listen to yeah. it too. You can to it if, if you, you have any, to it on an audio yeah, to all the on. blind listeners out there, we yeah. support you, that community too. You can listen to it. There's that's something that I never thought existed, but there's actually if you go on certain streaming services. There's a, uh, it's essentially a, like, subtitles for blind people where it describes what's going on in the scene while it's happening. If it takes, like, a long time to describe, I don't know. Pause, I, I don't like, know. I've only tried it, like, really once fast. or two, once or twice. Um, and it does it as the movie is playing. It's interesting. It's, okay. it's, it's, it's interesting to listen to them. I, I wouldn't watch a whole movie like that. <laughs> like, what they choose yeah, to describe. Yeah, but they're very descriptive. It's almost, it's almost too descriptive, oh, wow. but you realize like somebody who's not seeing it needs all those descriptive words. It's, it's interesting. You should try it. It's called uh, a yeah. uh, YouTube has it on some videos too. It's like a, a assistive something. I will try it. Something, um, something like I that. I don't know. I'm, I'm no help. Visual there, assistance. But. Assisted something. I will, I'll yeah, write that, that movie down with the guy and exactly the place that, that I went to. Oh gosh! Every yeah. every time I try to pay our uh, our internet bill, it has a. I try to I call on the phone number because the website doesn't freaking work for me for some reason. I call the phone on the phone number on the bill, and it says if you're a, a AT and T member, call this number or call this number, and it says like T T Y Y or something in front of it, and I never see it. And I call that second oh, number yeah. because the first number has like you know when they put letters in the phone number. It's not just yeah. the numbers. And yeah. I'm like, okay, are we still in the early 2000s? Nobody fucking has a phone like that anymore that has yeah, the little... <laughs> yeah, I hate Your that. Your iPhone has numbers on it. Yeah. It has letters on it. Yeah, I just hate it because, well... It's I, like I, I don't know math. if you know what I mean. You know? When it's like, like call, call, call 866-HH7, and I'm like, what's the th actual phone number? Just give me the phone number. Don't make me work for it. So the second yeah. one's the actual phone number, and oh, me being lazy... Yeah, me being lazy, I always call that phone number, and then it's like, this is the uh, phone number for the assisted hearing impaired line, and I'm like, oh yes. shit. And I hang up, I'm like, it's damn for it. deaf people, though. I know, it's every yeah, time. Have... Every time I do it, I call, and I'm like, damn it, hang up, redo. <laughs> hey, everybody. This episode is not sponsored by Winnebago or any manufacturer of recreational equipment, RVs, campers, any vehicle that you shit in, sleep in, anything like that that continues to make their vehicles with tribal designs plastered all over the side. 
there the year is it is 2022 people Limbiscuit has not made a single new song since the early 2000s creed the guy from creed is 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 houseless there's he's he's lost to the world unfortunately i you know we hope for the best for him but th there is absolutely no reason why people should still be continuing to make vehicles with tribal designs on them unless you're polynesian or 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 uh pacific islander that where this is part of your and you know we're all about see what you want about cultural appropriation there's a right way to do it there's a wrong way to do it this is the wrong way to do it, people. There is absolutely no reason. You can't buy a Nissan Altima with a travel design on the side stock. You can't buy, you know, a RAV4 from Toyota, reliable car manufacturer, with a silver and gold flash on the side in, in, in the shape of your favorite Godsmack album. This isn't a thing. You can't do this. Meanwhile, you go into any Winnebago dealership, next time you drive by one on the highway, Look to your look to your left. I can't be the only one who is is bewildered by this. Look look at them. It is a sea of tribal designs. It, you can't get one in red. You can't get one in black. You can't get one in white. Maybe special order. I don't know. But apparently they're not the ones that are popular to the mainstream RV buyers. I don't understand. I maybe maybe it's just me. I I'm, I'm you know what? Hey, if you're out there and you feel the same way, I would love for you to hit us up about this. There is. It's 2022. There's no reason for tribal designs to exist anymore, especially not on vehicles. If you were, if you had a friend who got a tribal tattoo, you, you would make fun of them relentlessly. The vehicles are no different. They should not be on RVs. This episode is not sponsored by Winnebago or anyone that puts tribal designs on their cars or RVs specifically. Thank you. Um, I feel like we are wildly off topic, but it's, it's we ended up here, so I'm happy we ended up here. Oh, I did want. There's uh, I did want. Millie coming into the screen yeah. reminded me of She's, that. She will not stop barking. I don't know what's. Upsetting I love her. your dog so much. Um, but yeah, she's just barking. Yeah. Something's happening outside that is upsetting her greatly. At least you don't have somebody drilling into your room again. Oh my god, I know. That was. <laughs> I, that you know was what? I that was miserable. Up, I I keep finding drywall everywhere. Uh. From that, from that, uh, from that event. That was like a month and a half ago, Andrew. Yeah, I'm. I, well, you know, I'm not in my office all the time. Okay, okay your you life. <laughs> I'm a very busy guy. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. He's keep um, it, keeping it for later. He's gonna do something with it. Yeah, yeah. you never know. Story of my life. <laughs> Is it? Um, yeah. <laughs> Don't throw that out. We might use it later. Oh yeah, thing. that makes sense. I thought I thought you yeah. were talking about keeping drywall around. No, 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 no. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't even know how to how to transition from this. I did want to know, yeah. Angelica. Mm -hmm. Um, do you not have Angela. you started? <laughs> have you started shooting uh, competitively, or do you plan to like like keep going with that, or is it gonna be is it gonna be mostly just like a hobby and like work thing? Well, I shot competitively at, at Clash, Clash Bash. Bash. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um. I didn't do terrible. I didn't do great. I think there was about 200 and something shooters, and I think I placed like 140 something so out of everybody. Top 75%. Yeah, yeah, and that was my first competition ever. And mind you, yeah, yeah, so I didn't think it was too bad. I thought I was going to do worse. And I was super, super scared, guys, that I was going to get DQ'd. 
Oh, always. Um, That's, that was my yeah. That was even my though even though too. I pride myself on the safety thing, like especially being in, like instructing new people, I pride myself on the safety part. I grilled that in when I started getting into the gun thing just for myself, like the safety part. So I was like, man, I really hope I don't DQ myself on my first competition. But yeah, have you heard? Have you guys heard about that like Bonnie Rotten drama? Do you know who that is? Well, I yeah, I know who she is. Know uh, I know that originally there was drama because she was in porn and now is doing guns and that like upset people. But is there is yeah, there like another upset. drama? Or is that it? No, no, I wouldn't say it was. Well, I mean, it's drama because it's internet drama. Right. I mean, I th- yeah. I I personally. So she was she was at Kal- she was at Kalash Bash. Yeah. And it's funny because it's like a retrospect thing. I didn't even think about it when I was there. There was a girl there that who like I talked to for a few minutes, and she knew some of the other people there that I was shooting. And me being a new person, I don't know all the internet peeps. Um, so I didn't know who she was. And they, she actually went when she introduced herself to me. She introduced to me her by her actual name, not her porn star name, right. obviously, because she's retired. Because that'd at this be a point. little weird, right? <laughs> yeah. She, well, I don't know. I guess it, I don't know how much of a persona it has to be for you to still claim that persona. Like yeah. people still call her Bonnie Rotten. That's what they still tag her as. So it's like, eh, maybe yeah. you should just be Bonnie Rotten and not even use your real name. That way, you know, as things go south, if people are hacking on you too much, they don't they don't know your real name. Right. But. She, I guess for sh- I guess for competition purposes, she probably has to go by her real name. Maybe I have no idea, but like for like practice score and, and keeping score and stuff. But um, I met her, thought she was just a normal shooter, and she was a sponsored shooter then. When I by I don't know who, but she had like sponsored people clothes and gear right, and stuff. Right. And the people told me she was sponsored. Had no idea who she was. Um, and then I shot the day before her, she shot the next day, and my friend was telling me she was super upset because she got DQ'd at the competition for a safety violation oh. about, like, swinging the gun around or something. And I was like, oh, man, that really sucks, especially because she's sponsored. That has to suck extra because you're kind of like, I let myself down, but I also have a sponsor that I let down. Like, I, I just felt bad for her. I didn't think anything, like... Yeah. Of her personally. I was just like, that sucks. That's what my fear was. I could just imagine that fear if you're sponsored. Yeah. Um, and like she and I, I didn't know, but she's I'm, I'm assuming now in hindsight that it was probably a newer sponsor since it was October of last year. I don't know how long she's been sponsored for. Um, right. But then recently in the last few weeks, I've been seeing like the memes and stuff of them talking about her. And I was like, oh. I don't I don't know who this is. And then I saw a picture of her like in her competition outfit and that's when I recognized her and then I was like, "Oh, I've met that girl before at a competition." And they were talking about how she's been DQ'd at like three competitions like in the memes like making fun really? of her. And then I was kind of thinking like, "Oh shit. She was that girl that got DQ'd at the competition." So, but I mean, I don't know. It's weird because I like the idea of an ex-porn star being a competitive shooter. Yeah. Like, I'm all about that. I have no qualms about that. I'm hoping that most of the hate towards her is because of the DQing and the fact that she doesn't place well as a shooter and she's sponsored and not have anything yeah. to do with the fact that she's a porn star. Right. I can get the memes coming from that because you can make jokes about her being an ex-porn star. So that's where the memes are going to come from. Right. But I'm hoping from the gun community, it's more like, okay, she's sponsored, but she doesn't have good scoring as a competitive shooter when there's people who are good scoring competitive shooters that can't get sponsored. Yeah. yeah even women, exactly. even women that are good shooters that don't get sponsored. And then she's getting sponsored and she's getting DQ'd at competitions. Right. And she does seem like she needs more help before she starts being right. 
uh, sponsored yeah. competitive shooter. So I would hope that'd be more of people's qualms with it than it being like, oh, this ex-porn star bitch is trying to shoot. And I've been shooting since I was 10 out in the yeah. backyard with my daddy. Yeah. And I'm not sponsored. Like, meh, th- angry, angry Southern incel men, you know, yeah. how they are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think there's a little bit of both. The FUD incels. The hybrid FUD incels. of the worst. The hybrid. Stronger than either on their own. Yes, mixed together. <laughs> the hybrid FUD incel. I, uh, I think there's a little bit, like, the gun community is super diverse, and you have uh, typically, like, historically speaking, the gun community has been very conservative. Um, and up until recently, you know, you, where you've had some left-leaning people and some some non-conservative types coming into the gun community. Um, I see a lot of, ironically, we're talking about this now, I see a lot of hate from from these conservative pages um, specifically aimed at sex workers. Yeah, for sure. Um, former porn stars. Like, I mean, I've actually, I've seen this drama before uh, where somebody's called her out. I don't even think it was from a gun page. It was just somebody who had a problem with the fact that she was in porn. Um and is now trying to do something else, which which is crazy to me because it's you know if anything if you're against porn then you should be happy that this this is happening. But no, but but it's, people, it's a moral purity thing where it's like once you're a porn star that's all you can. It's ever like you be, can be nothing else. You know? There's Not no penance. There's, anything, yeah, there's no there's penance, no penance no, exactly. for being a porn star. And there's nothing wrong with with either. To be to be honest, yeah, I mean it, for sure. it's it's a job is a job, but. There's, I think it's because most of those guys have watched porn. Yeah. It's usually those are the guys that watch all the porn, all the crazy shit, and they're like, "Well, I've jerked off to her before, so she's not allowed to be a shooter." Yeah, she can't. She's she not can't allowed to be better than me at something that I, I do. I jerked off like, to her, therefore she is trash. Yeah, no, for real. <laughs> That's gonna be the uh, the sound clip we use for the <laughs> the beginning of this. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. That's, uh, this is a good one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm all, I'm all for it. I hope she get I hope she gets better. Um, more power to her for getting sponsored early on. I guess that's the benefit to going from something that's kind of puts you in a starlight or puts you in a, in a camera. I guess that's kind of like her payoff that she has to pay to do that. It shouldn't be that way. But again, like yeah. I mean, I agree. If she's not that great of a shooter, it's kind of weird that she's sponsored. Well, but I guess that's her her payoff is that. I have notoriety as a as an influencer because I was an ex porn star, and so these companies are more willing to give me sponsorships because of my notoriety. Therefore, I have to take on all the hate that I'm going to get right. from people who don't have notoriety and only rely on their skills. Which yeah. she just happened to have the opportunity of notoriety at at the right moment of the things she wanted to do. Well, well so perfect. she basically. She's going to learn as she goes, basically, which, yeah. again, yeah. more power to her. Great for her that she can get paid, like, sponsored and paid to, to yeah. learn. I don't know how good it is overall, but, I mean, that's a good gig for her. Yeah. I don't can't think be, you... Can't be too upset. Yeah, no. Abs- no, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, and, and to be fair, I don't think you have to be good necessarily. I'm not saying she's not good. I don't I don't know her, her well, skill. Sponsorship level, but, is a kind of advertising, uh, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, you could just be a perfect example. People know who she is. So somebody's sponsoring her to, to put their name on her jersey. Um, I think something like talking about the saltiness that a lot of these people are feeling it, it, and and relating it back to sex work is um, who is that Bella Thorne who went on oh OnlyFans yeah. uh, for a day and, and like grossed like over a million dollars in, in subscribers. Uh, and a lot of people who 
make their living on OnlyFans were super oh, pissed about that like because yeah. no, I because followed, I followed that story. Yeah, I, I remember that coming out because she was, you know, an actress who who already had this notoriety and didn't have to work from the bottom essentially and to to get where she was uh, on OnlyFans. Um, and a lot of people were pissed about that because it, it was essentially like they felt like they were taking food out of their mouths. Yeah, and yeah, I can see and I why. mean, I mean, free market man. If if she's got yeah. something people want to pay for, yeah, absolutely. But I can you, see why that could translate to to some salty people. And, and I think, yeah, it, and I think it was a, it was something that happens immediately, but kind of goes back afterwards. I think right. that was the first big celebrity to do that, so it got yeah. so much. I'm sure that those women are still doing fine now. I know, I know, like several. <laughs> only fans people who rake in like a million dollars a yeah. month their top 10 percent bring in a million dollars or more a month and you know a wow. lot of them aren't big influence bella bell delphine or whatever when yeah. she was on do you guys big know time. who that is yeah. when she's on yeah, only unfortunately i love her <laughs> have you ever watched no, a podcast my, with her much, talk much respect. No. she's she's actually pretty cool like, i actually like her even more and she's a troll you know no, she's she really smart on, she's really smart on oh, Pornhub okay. or the whatever only, the only experience i have her is like the rap song she made Oh, I don't think I haven't oh, even she seen didn't, that. Uh, she didn't make it. Uh, she voice recorded over it. Actually, a different like animator person oh. record. That's their voice. She just okay. Sorry, Bill Delphine, just, if you're listening to this, I'll give you another shot. She's just mouthing over yes, it. She'll appreciate that because <laughs> she <laughs> she's actually she's mean... like British. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's still kind of her, but weird? it's like a British it's people? it's kind of like with a Tiger King that he had a different guy sing it over his voice, but it was still a music video yeah. of him. If you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah. I, I've held out in watching that show. I'm still, She's got never some cringe, it. so I don't blame people for not wanting to watch her. But but it's all, if you it's ever all like are, calculated, it, though. It's all with, with yeah, her. It's, calculated. it's very. She's a if troll. It, yeah. If it brings in more followers and more attention, then it's then it's a win. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She sold you know, her bathwater for. Yeah. She sold bathwater. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There's some I girl on um on Twitch who uh freaking sucks on like an ear microphone and makes like a million dollars a month between OnlyFans and, and Twitch. I think about all these ways that I could pull in extra money, like on the side. Yeah, like, unfortunately, you're, you're a man. Just... So unless you're going into like the into the male community, it's mostly men paying for this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> also, pictures of my feet. I mean, that's yeah. that's that could be a win. I've thought you know? I told my boss. That's I said, an easy sell to the market. wife. I told my boss, untap market, guns and feet picks. I said, think about how oh. much money we get guns with feet. Men's, men's two things put together. <laughs> I will tell There's you. There's just a percentage of men that like feet. Don't tell me why. Listen, it's just a thing. Guns and feet, understand. it's not that it's an untapped market. It's that uh, it's it's dudes are sending each other pics of guns with their with their feet in it for free. <laughs> Uh, yes, as a yes. as a as a shit post, um, as yes. a shit post, and I and I do He's I like, do Those wonder are some nice hairy toes you got, bro. Oh yeah, uh, and I do wonder if 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 you could probably um, monetize monetize it. it and make it into more of an art form um, instead of a instead of a shit post, but, like yeah. boutique gun and foot pics. Yeah, so maybe just something a little classier than what I typically have. You guys receive. ever heard of a wiki feet? No, no. wiki feet. Yes. WikiFeet has all the famous or influencer people's feet on it, and they're rated by feet people. So any famous, like semi-famous person you could think of, probably has a WikiFeet, and people rate their feet. The Grand internet. Thumb probably has a WikiFeet. I wonder what Somebody his look up right now. if he has. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder I, what gun influencers have WikiFeets. The internet <laughs> never ceases to surprise me. Like they're you Would know, it go by Grand Thumb or Mike Jones? I don't know. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. No, 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 it's okay. You remember? You remember like the the 
when when the internet was like in its golden era, like in the early two thousands, when memes were first coming out and and all of these like uh, videos GIFs. were coming out for the first GIF time. GIFs. Yeah, GIF gifts. And uh, like, do you remember that guy that would do like the unforgivable videos? Like, uh, oh, I told her to go get me some waffle fries. And then stuff like that, like that yes, era. Like I the, do. And, and do my wife that? hates those videos so much. <laughs> I don't think anybody really likes them. I would tell like, her, <laughs> when we were dating, I'd be like, give me some waffle fries for free. For free. <laughs> for free. <laughs> the dirtiest look. I'm like, no, please don't. Unforgivable. Unforgivable. Um, and that yeah, was like. YouTube, YouTube was weird before. Was... It was like more of a money, a money thing for people. YouTube was the Wild West at one point. No, Back no in Grantham the old days. feet pics on WikiFeet, by the way. Oh, I wonder if he go by his real, like by his real name. I, I searched oh. Mike Jones too. Oh, okay. Dang it, Mike Jones, if you're listening to this, submit feet pics. Yeah, p- uh, please post also, feet. Grantham people, post feet. People, people listening that are feet people, I need you to get your favorite gun people's feet on WikiFeet because the two A community you... needs a space on WikiFeet. This is a this is a noble. Plea. Are you soliciting people for feet pics? No, she's soliciting people, people to solicit people for feet pics. Do you work yeah. for Icon Weapons and WikiFeet? Yes, that's my under. That's, well, yeah, for uh, contract purposes, no. We're gonna do our best uh, yes, not yes. to draw a link between <laughs> I only work Icon at Weapons. Angelica and has made. She's the creator of. I Wiki don't Feet. have stock in WikiFeet. <laughs> <laughs> but I, when I first I heard about WikiFeet on another podcast, and I was like, "What? They got famous people's feet on there? They even had like internet influencers' feet on there." So I was thinking, like, they have to have more gun people's feet on there. I the think, gun community I think this is a good needs a space. On WikiFeed. Yeah, this is, and this is how I we become sure, mainstream. Yeah, I'm this sure Demolition Ranch. Yeah. I'm sure Brandon Herrera's got a feet pick or two somewhere. I mean, get the, these guys go on vacation. They go to the beach, right? You know. <laughs> they hang out in their yeah. houses, right? But So we need the feet pics. We need you to go through their Instagrams and their YouTube videos and, and grab the feet pics, post them on WikiFeed, and then rate them. This is... Uh... I promise I'm not into is, feet. It probably sounds like I'm into feet. It sounds no, like I you're super this into is, feet. This is an academic thing for you. Well, I don't care a, if people think I'm into feet. That's good. proof that I'm not into feet. <laughs> if you think I'm into feet, I don't care because I'm not. So it's fine. <laughs> just, just what I am. Let what that, I am. Let that confuse a, you if you really think I like feet or not. Yeah, let me just really confuse you. If you What'd think you say, I'm into feet, that's fine. I said that's just what someone who's into feet would say. Yeah, I said foot addict, but. There's layers. There's layers. I'm gonna yeah, like add extra onion. layers to confuse you, like an onion. Foot feet, fetishes feet have layers. Are like onions. So, feet, do you feet. think the gun community is getting it wrong by not embracing foot culture more? They're they're embracing it, but like black market embracing it. They're, yeah, I know it's they're like paying women for the. Yeah, it's underground. I mean, so just we need like to there's mainstream. There's there's girls. Uh, there's gun girl bunnies on OnlyFans that take like nude and feet pics with their guns but the men won't say that that's what they like that they want just tell us what you want tell us what the market yeah, wants but their engagement your, always your, goes up asking a man instagram to say what he wants advertisements <laughs> you'll get the right instagram advertisements yeah that's yeah I, i'd like to think that instagram does not market things properly to me based on the advertisements that i see but i think the sad part is is that they they do market accurately towards us even if we don't Scary want it to be accurate. accurately yeah it's super weird I swear sometimes they're listening or they're uh, looking at your DM messages. Like, I feel like you could talk yeah. about something in your DMs. 
So, which I do know Instagram can access your DMs and can read them, but then you'll yeah, go look and private. see an advertisement for like a product or a thing you mentioned in your DMs, and then it pops up on your Instagram so advertisement. Some people will actually, message us like, what? No, I was going to say, I, I read an article about this, uh, or, or maybe it was a series of tweets. I don't know. I read something by a guy who works in, in marketing and like programs these systems, and what he said is that, no, your phone's not always listening to you, but it doesn't have to because it knows where you are. And it can access yes. the shopping history of people that you're nearby. And what they figured out is that um, when you're like near somebody uh, who's been shopping for, say, like a toothbrush, they've been shopping for a toothbrush or they buy toothbrushes regularly or whatever, uh, they figured out that if they can serve you an ad for toothbrushes, you'll think, think to yourself, oh, my mom really needs a toothbrush. I should just go ahead and buy that. And so you'll you'll be you'll you might find yourself in a conversation with your mom and she's like, oh, I need I really need a new toothbrush or something or I've been looking at toothbrushes or something. And then you get served the ad for toothbrushes and you're like, oh, we just talked about that. And it's because it's they, they bought a toothbrush. Yeah. yeah. And the cloud that, knows. And the cloud knows. That's right. The cloud the knows da- all. The data keepers the, know. The metadata. So, the AI. Cookies? Cookies? Yeah. AI the AI cloud. <laughs> Sorry. I just wanted to get that out there because I think that's super interesting. It uh, is. It is. And that's, that's what used to crack me up about these these people who thought that, like, I mean, you know, say what you want about COVID and vaccines and whatnot, but the people who specifically thought that they were getting microchipped with the COVID vaccines, like, yeah. I don't want the government to know where I, I am at all times. Like, like dude, they don't need you, the microchip. You said that. that on a cell phone. You have an Apple watch on you. Like what? Are you, what are you, you worried a about? Tap with you everywhere you go. You don't want to get your credit card information implanted in a device in your hand, but you have it in your pocket at all times. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It is 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 weird. Um, wild. This wild. Well, wild. this is fun. This is uh, this is a good. I feel like we covered some good ground here, man. This is yeah. Good. What do you think? Um, kind of kind of rounding out a little bit. What do you think the the gun industry or the gun community gets right in uh you know of all of our shortcomings that we have with with all the weird shit that we have to deal with every day what what's what's one thing that you think that uh that the gun community gets right Um I'd actually say it's pretty diverse um coming from other backgrounds of hobbies uh I would say surprisingly more diverse especially when you get into different aspects like i feel like if you're just hunting that's just one type of person but when you get into firearms and you go into like like 3d printing people who build on like metal still like all metal gunsmithing people who competition shoot people who hunt it's just such a big variety there's so much so many aspects to the 2a community that people that are outside of it might not see it until it's broken down in front of them. Um, I feel like there's a big diverse group there. You got a lot of people. I mean, yeah, you get like your your Chad type folks and your like fuddy type folks, which might not be so great. But I mean, there's a community for that. There's people for that. And it's good that they have that community of other people like them. If they're not, you know, they're not really doing anything that bad. Um, but then you also have like your nerdier people or like people you probably would see on the street and not go, that guy's got 
50 3d printed guns at home like that guy's a which i think is badass maybe yeah. some people think that's, that's lame, goal, but i would be like that's no, cool that's... and that could be anybody on the street like that doesn't have to be your run-of-the-mill tactical gun guy ex-military guy that could be anybody the guy who wears it on his hat with his od people, colored yeah. pants yeah and people <laughs> come from all, all walks of life to get to get into things like that like i know people who are like athletes who do accounting like the other aspects of their life outside of the gun commuter are also very diverse and yeah there's a strong yeah. space for conservative and right-wing people in the gun community just because the left has attacked it for so long it's hard for people in that community to embrace that for a reason i mean a lot of times even the republicans aren't that pro 2a yeah so whenever yeah. whenever they can get on that they can and the left it's a lot easier because it's almost like you're supposed to you're supposed to not like guns if you're liberal yeah. almost it's like it's, it's expected it feels that way um, yeah and another good thing is too is me being kind of more of an alternative person not being very conservative um or and I don't want to say conservative people are more judgmental because liberal people are more judgmental. But I'd say me being more in the middle, I'm not judgmental as much of either. Yeah. So being not yeah. so ju more, so much judgmental, it it makes um, it easier for me to kind of get into all the different groups and see all the different yeah. diverse yeah, yeah. groups of people. And then I let you know new people know or people outside the gun community you know like oh it's at you'd be surprised it's a diverse group it's not just old white guys out shooting out there and even now if i go into the city and shoot at one of like the city indoor ranges there's like black families there with their kids teaching them to shoot which is great there's uh female groups where there's like a female instructor that works at that range that's doing a female class with a group of women that are like different colors, um, some of them LGBT. Yeah. So it's great to see all those people like being there and being comfortable and accepted as that group. And I feel like the gun community is is getting really good at that. Um, I've been in other hobbies where it's like, and there is gatekeeping in the firearm community, obviously. For sure. Yeah. But and I yeah. don't know if it's because maybe it's a woman thing because I do think men a lot of men do like seeing women shooting and a lot of the gun community do want more women shooting so i don't know if it's easier for us to get kind of almost a leg up on men in the gun industry yeah. because people want to help us and they want us to be there and not saying they don't want men to be there but there's tons of men already well, there i think there's this so sense, when they see sorry. yeah what were you saying i think there's the sense that um that, that people are getting that the more inclusive we are, the more cemented uh, into our culture firearms will be that, you know, it, it, the more we gatekeep or, or, or try to keep it, um, keep the demographics to these like old white people, the less secure we are in, in keeping these rights. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's just better for the community in general to, to have as many trained, safe, armed people as possible. Um, and sure. I feel like, and I feel like, I don't know, I feel like being in that position and being someone who you, you outreach more when you involve other people in the community, it can help. I feel like it helps uh, catch things sooner in the community too, um, to have more well-armed and well-trained community. I feel like it puts people maybe in a better perspective when they're, when they're more involved in their community with stuff like that um, and, and catching things sooner uh mental health things and stuff like that obviously needs a lot of work um in our communities to help with that yeah 
But I think being in the gun community actually helps with that because I think because again we because we say it's not the gun, it's the person. Uh, we need to focus on mental health and making sure people don't want to go fucking shoot up a building of fifty people and then kill themselves. Yeah, for sure. Ideally, you know, why 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 focus on yeah. the method of murder and not the fact that the person wants to murder people? Yeah. You know, answer the bigger, bigger question. It's like putting a Band-Aid on, like, a bleeding wound. Yeah, yeah that's, I think that's a, uh, I would agree with you. I think definitely with, with the stuff that we see, um, obviously, we're in a unique position because we specifically try to appeal to the more diverse gun community, but um, we wouldn't be here if there wasn't one. Right, exactly. Uh <laughs> like we'd be screaming into the void if people didn't talk <laughs> if it, back if it wasn't diverse <laughs> exactly so yeah. it, it's i uh i'd agree with you i think we definitely still have a long way to go but um, yeah it's it's way better than it was and i think if you look at it like that then things look positive things things I, look like I they're, think having, they're improving having non-judgmental people uh, that can move through like different groups uh like like that's how you describe yourself i think that's really important because then, you know, uh, people like you are, are more able to uh, draw in people to, to the to gun culture and to, to bring what would be sort of like cliques or groups, uh, bring them together. Um, in my opinion, I, I think that's that's super important to just have people that, you know, it's like as long as you're here to, to shoot guns and be safe, like I'm not going to judge your any other part of your lifestyle, you know. Yeah, and I'll, I'll say, like, even in the last two years of it being more of a hobby, I haven't really met any person that wasn't, that was outside the firearm community where I brought up that I've worked at a firearms manufacturer, that I like shooting and stuff like that, that were like, oh, I hate that. Yeah. I hate guns. Yeah. Like, I'm, almost all of the, almost all of them, like, see me and they're like, really? I wouldn't, I wouldn't think you'd be interested in that. That's really interesting. Yeah. Either they think it's cool and they're like, oh, that's cool. Or even if it's kind of weird to them, they're like, oh, that's really interesting. Um, you know, yeah. me being a single person, like, I'll go on dates and I'll get matched with guys and they're not always necessarily guys that are into firearms. And so when that conversation comes up, they're kind of almost they're like oh like they're all like like that's interesting i've had a few where i think they got a little nervous yeah, like you could tell they weren't gun out. people they got a little scared yeah. and they were like oh i had one guy be like you're not gonna shoot me oh like, my god i hate if that I, if i oh. try to hug you or kiss Jesus you or something god. are you and i'm like bro red flag, oh my red flag. God. i was like i was like the last thing i want to do is ever shoot anybody I think he was just nervous and didn't know what to say. And he was yeah. just like, "Oh no, girl, but like, kind of like cause One time I went on a date and the guy and I was like, "Oh," and he and he was like open about being very like liberal minded, but he was okay with guns. And I was like, "Oh yeah, you like guns?" He's like, "Do I like guns?" <laughs> and he like pulls up, he pulls up his phone and he pulls up his Facebook, and then he shows me a video of a guy on Facebook shooting a rifle, and I'm like, "What? What's that?" And he goes, "Oh, that's my best friend." And I said, "Oh," I said, "Is he single?" because <laughs> i was like wait what what do you i was like what do you mean why are you showing me this picture of your <laughs> friend like, he was like oh do i like guns Dude. let me show you a video of my buddy yeah. shooting his gun and that'll prove to you how hip we I know am. each other yeah let, that's what i'll show you how hip i am to I've the gun guns. culture that's yeah, awesome i know guns. what a gun is i am not about to get up and leave right in the restaurant right now you haven't scared me away here <laughs> we haven't eaten and so yet. yeah so i was just like oh my gosh this is gonna be a long date 
That's all. And so it was. But I don't care. Like I don't. I don't require that the guy that I talk to be into guns. Sure, Obviously, yeah, yeah. I don't want him to hate them. Yeah, um, yeah, that would make it awkward. Just like I try to tell my boss at work when we're hiring people, he wants people that are like into guns, and I'm like, well, I don't know if we should so much look for people that are into guns. Like, it's good to have people that are into it guns, helps. but I don't know if we get people that apply that aren't into guns and but they make don't them hate that yeah and are good at their job <laughs> yeah yeah but like it's it's good because one you're gonna get them into that community like i just told you that sales girl she's not she's not shot guns that much or been around guns and after i took her shooting she was like wow she was like watching the gunsmiths test fire guns the other day looked really intimidating but now that i've done it it's a lot of fun she's like i might have to go buy me a rifle now and i was oh, just like boy. yes <laughs> That's what I want to hear. Win. I love it. Win. I love it when I take them. Yeah, and like, I, oh, I was telling one of my best friends. She was like, "I think I should get a shotgun. I really like shooting shotguns." And I was like, "Oh yeah, you should." And I was like, "I'll go with you. I'll go with you." And she kept saying that with Biden's Biden's money last year, she was gonna go buy her a shoddy. And then I'm like, "Okay, let's go get it." And she goes, "I can't. I bought a greenhouse instead." And I'm like, "You bitch." Well, a, green, a greenhouse like, is yeah. nice. Too. I was like, a greenhouse is cool. Yeah, I actually help her with the greenhouse, but we uh, we like That's it. Cool. Yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna be having in, incoming food shortages soon this year, apparently. Yeah. So, so uh, uh, she actually might have been good to get the the greenhouse, and then I got the shotgun to protect the food right, when shit course. hits the fan Synergy. in nice. a few months. When all of the people in the city start coming out looking for food in a few months, when the when the food shortages happen, I'll have the guns. She'll have the greenhouse. <laughs> That's a win-win. Step off my melons, city boy. Step off my melons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's man. my cucumber. I don't know you. Yeah. Back <laughs> the on the conspiracy theories, because I'm like a big conspiracy theorist person. Have you seen the the reports of like food yes. farms and factories yes. blowing, up blowing up in the U.S.? At the same time. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, that's so weird. I haven't done enough research to see how accurate it all is. Yep. Um, I'm I didn't so sorry get about to my dog. some. Oh no, you're fine. Some of the I'm, so, I'm happy my dog's not barking, but uh, some of the articles didn't have dates, so I was like, oh, maybe I should go double, you know, be researching to see how accurate the article dates are. But I thought that was crazy, and especially because Biden was just talking about impending food shortages well, coming, know, and it's like, yeah, because we're gonna blow up all of the factories. But but this goes back to what I was saying earlier, where it's like. You know, there's it's probably just a confluence of like random chance, environmental factors. Um, if there's arson, you know, there's been a lot of like civil unrest lately. Uh, people are like mad at their employers. It's probably a lot of different things uh, converging, but it, it's it's a bit more comforting, I think, to some people to to see like a like an, an orderly hand behind things like. It's a lot less cold of of a universe when you know that under normal circumstances, this wouldn't happen. Somebody evil came and and made all of the food blow up, and and if that if we can stop that guy, that everything's gonna it be was fine. Putin. It was Putin. Yeah, it was Biden. You know, Biden's gonna say it was Putin. But but isn't it isn't it much scarier to think that n you know nobody made this happen? It's just it's just happened. The world is just fucked. And it can and happen. Things happen. You know, and that's I think that that's scary for some people. And that's that's why these conspiracies kind of kind of come together. But yeah, who, who knows? I feel, like I, the Earth, know. I feel like the Earth is due for a major colossal event. Right. Oh, our country is due for for one. I mean, what's the average age of an empire is about 250 years. And oh. we're slowly approaching you guys, that. You guys know about the Yellowstone caldera, right? 
Yes. Oh, don't. Uh, that's one of those things that when I think <laughs> oh. about, my whole day is ruined. Yeah. If it erupts, we I, all we all die. Yeah. Very I try not quickly. to think about stuff. That's like trying to trying to make your day better after thinking about the meteorite yeah. that's going to hit us. Like my bad. Yeah. Seven yeah. years or whatever. Wow. The universe. Okay, this got real a reset. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about how uh, the entire world is going to go black yeah. and nuclear holocaust like when the Yellowstone erupts. Uh, yeah, it is okay. wild. <laughs> We'll ascend to our next dimension, right? Yeah, yeah. All of the uh, the aliens who helped us get here will come pick us off last minute yeah. and uh, pick us up or you know, pick us off. Uh, either <laughs> pick us up and then pick us off. Yeah. Some of the the chosen they, ones will leave after they uh, screen all of our memories on their little bio uh, bio bio computers. Yeah. That's what they're. Well, I've heard that before. Where they're like, "Oh yeah, humans are robots. We're just like biologically made robots by like a higher species. Which, like, what a pointless they, they're distinction. so advanced. They make us out of <laughs> fleshy, yeah. fleshy machines. What a, what a useless like 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 distinction to draw. It's like uh, you know, oh yeah, we're just computers, but we're biological. It's like okay, that makes me feel even worse because it means somebody designed me to make the stupid mistakes that I make. I mean, <laughs> like, if, if you I was think a robot, about it, I'd be perfect, right? If you no. get into the medical field Robots or like follow perfect, neurology and stuff, yeah, your brain right. does kind of work like a computer and yeah. it does control every yeah. aspect, like every no, blink, sure. every finger movement mm-hmm. is working like on an algorithm, on a, on a mathematical yeah. movement machine that we don't fully understand, yeah. which I, I would think is how the whole universe does operate on that. Yeah, for sure. Because you know, on an algorithm we do not understand. When we cannot compute. Yeah. Yes. When we build computers, we're just tricking rocks into thinking. You know, like so. <laughs> so it's so somebody. It's so some force of of evolution, or or maybe an alien or something, tricked a bunch of a sack of meat into having feelings and anxiety. So yeah, I mean, it's the same difference, right? Uh, oh my god, that hits so hard. <laughs> <laughs> You know, what's the oh, matter? Man. You know, am I a computer? Am I a man? Whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> am I a computer? Am I a man? Yeah. Well, guys, uh, Angelica, this I, I apologize. I have to get going soon because it's a we, good uh, note to end on. Yeah, this. yeah, this we can have a whole conversation <laughs> on be, conspiracies. We could be and, robot. We're flesh yeah. robots. Wow. Oh, my God. Goodbye, guys. I'm a meat popsicle. Yeah. I'm a meat uh, popsicle. Wait, Goodbye, wait, guys. Do you have a piece of life, ev- life advice for yeah. people who are listening? Just a short little note oh, that can improve part. people's quality of life. I, w- I would just say, again, what I've always thought gets me pretty well in life is be nice to people when you can. Be nice to everybody. Again... Set boundaries. Don't let people walk all over you. But if you can, be nice. Um, uh, be patient with people. Uh, I'd also say talk to your neighbors if you don't. I know a lot of us rent now, uh, younger people, so we move around a lot. We don't maybe stay next to our neighbors for a long time. Uh, your neighbors are very important. They can be very helpful to you. Uh, I think it gives you good perspectives in life to talk to your neighbors. So get out there. Talk to your neighbor. Talk to the house across the street. Hang out with your family, the families across the street in your community. Um, oh, I like yeah. My neighbors just gave me COVID yeah. last weekend. Talk to your neighbors. Uh, <laughs> six feet apart, talk to yeah, your neighbors. Six... <laughs> <laughs> no, that's super good advice. That's so important. That's, yeah, that's, that's really... awesome. It, it's good. Yeah, and I almost feel like sometimes it's just not a part of the culture anymore. I feel like people move so fast through life. Uh, sometimes I feel like I almost scare my neighbors when I come to meet them. I'm like, hi, I'm your neighbor next door. Well, they're and they're like, just like, why are you like, being why, nice? Why are you talking Why about? are you here? Yeah, why'd you bring me something? Why are you here? Like, yeah. I feel like I feel like it's good. I feel like we miss that a lot connecting with people and I feel like it's 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 a good basis to connect with people better is just to connect to your neighbor. Talk to your neighbor. 100%. Cool.
Well, that's so rad. Angelica. Thanks, guys. We, uh, I really appreciate, appreciate you having me help. on here. Absolutely. Hopefully, it wasn't too bad. You coming on. No, Hopefully, it wasn't too terrible. Hopefully, I didn't embarrass myself. No, this is uh, this was awesome. We could we could have a whole conversation based on the the last like thirty minutes of this. Uh, that's kind of how it goes with us, though. Just endless tangents. Yeah. Three scatterbrained people. I mean, oh, that's yeah. what you get. I yeah, mean, that's what podcasts podcast. really are. All the podcasts I like, Joe Rogan and them. I mean, pretty they're all pretty much. scatterbrained. So that's the best. Yeah. I think I can't I think listen to a three-hour just... podcast though. I think podcast. Oh, I. I you're about well, to. This is two hours. It's not much different. <laughs> Especially when I drive an hour to work every day. So that's two hours yeah. round trip. I love me some three-hour podcasts. Yeah, that's what sure. gets Sweet. me through the days. But yeah. well, I hope somebody else thinks that about this one. This one was good. <laughs> I know, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I love this one. I feel like I'm in the room with them. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, again, Angelica, we appreciate you coming on, and uh, yeah, hopefully you have a cool rest of your week and yeah. uh, weekend. I guess. Yeah. Hope your little man feels better, Andrew. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, I was telling uh, Jordan that I've had some some kids around my community getting sick too, like my coworkers oh, and God, friends getting terrible. like the flu and COVID and stuff right now. I don't know if it's just the allergy season, like lowering their immune Probably. systems or something. That's what I would guess because he's been having. I was like, allergies. it's warm out. You can't get the flu when it's warm. It's nice outside. What the heck? <laughs> There's been a lot of oak pollen. He's had some allergies, so I think that that kind of wore him down. Um, we did like the first uh, indoor gathering we've done in like you know, since like 2020. Um, just this this past. Uh, Saturday and that's and you know the host popped positive and a bunch of people there uh, got COVID and it was just it's been what a a shit luck I know that it's like we venture out we did we dip a little toe back into being normal people once once, and instantly all three of us get COVID Um, but but we were you know we're triple vaccinated so you know I got over (laughs) pretty quickly Um, Barrett uh, my my son uh, you know, he, he had a fever Barrett. last cool night. He threw up this That's morning. That's a cute name. Thank you. I might have to steal, I have to remember that for if I ever. That's a fun name. You know. Procreate. It's a family name. Pro- if I ever procreate, <laughs> if I ever find a mate. If I have a spawn. <laughs> if I find a mate and spawn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like the alien that I am. But yeah, he's feeling better this morning. His fever's gone down. So uh, I think, I think we're on the, the road to recovery here. Awesome. Sweet. Right. Well, guys, this is uh, this has been cool. All right. Yeah, um, I've been I've been podcasting from my bed this whole time. That's why I've been shaking. So do it where you're comfortable. That's awesome. Yeah, That's, I was uh, like, wow, I'll be comfy in my bed, but my legs falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's our cue. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> See ya. <ya. laughs>